The powers of the universe had brought three malevolent minds together to form an unorthodox alliance. Through the marvels of technology and by the power of Craig, you have found them. First, there's Cat. Holds the powers of dark knowledge, horror movies, and too much true crime. And then there's Keller. With dominion over the bot Craig, she wields control over technological forces and has possession of the sacred written word. And then there's me, Dick, the keeper of the ancient films and knower of all facts that are fun. And together with their powers combined, they are the Clip Critics. Good morning, everybody. We made it back. We did. We survived another week. I mean, survived is generous, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. It is fair. We did. <laughs> Sorry. Silence, uh, deafening silence. We're all obviously very awake and, and yeah. aware and alert, obviously, no, clearly. And, and- and like I said to to Cat and Richard before we started recording, I played D D for nine hours yesterday, so I am just like mentally not here today. I am just exhausted. Her brain goes squish. My Her brain, brain. <laughs> my brain does go squish because my my character went squish yesterday. <laughs> Quite literally, I like, know why. Seriously, in that one on one fight, I got my ass handed to me. Like the only one who got my. But handed to me. If it wasn't for our rogue, I totally would have lost. Anyways, so that's, that's not why we're here. No. It was a good time. We're here to discuss what Richard put us through. Yes, yes, we are. And all in the name of Valentine's Day, I I decided to pick a romantic movie. No, he picked a horror movie. Don't let him lie to you. It's a horror movie. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. So Somewhere in Time is a film that is written by Richard Matheson. Uh, He wrote the screenplay as well. He based it on his book, Bedtime Return. Uh, He is more famous for doing Twilight Zone episodes. His, His craft is to leave you with a suspended ending, something that would shock, something that's probably on par with something that Hitchcock would do. And he... He takes an unusual look at time travel in this film and uses the idea of self-hypnosis versus a machine. And um, I think it's the first time I'd ever seen someone do that. And then we we were discussing it, um, me and Keller, right when we watched it. And she doesn't remember seeing that premise used anywhere else either. No, no, I don't. That That was, I would very intrigued and very excited because it, it felt new and refreshing. Like I really enjoyed that concept. And one thing that's super interesting too, about this piece is that when you're watching it, you're going to have, and I found this super funny because cat had this happen to her shades of Titanic. And you can definitely <laughs> tell that, that is what James I said. Cameron stole from this movie quite heavily for Titanic, and it's been one of my griping points about Titanic for a very long time. Um, <laughs> now I understand, but, though, because I was like, Titanic, but not? Titan- time travel Titanic? Who has the boat? What's going on? <laughs> well, in this case, the boat was the hotel. Yes, it was. 
Um, yeah, I, I like, I guess an initial opinions, guys. Like, I, I before we actually go into, you know, saying hey, blah 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 blah, you know, this and this. This has probably been one of my favorite movies. I saw this for the first time when I was twelve. It is the movie that introduced me to who Jane Seymour was. And the reason why my sister convinced me to watch Dr. Quinn mm. <laughs> at the time. Um, the um, I came in, I didn't even get to see the movie in its entirety the first time through. I The first time I saw it is when he's talking to his former teacher about time travel. And it con- oh, really? continued from there. So I never got to see the beginning initially until four days later when... My cousin um, Stephanie, she she tends. To, I get a. I feel like I get a lot of my taste from her. She had the movie on tape, and she was like, "Oh, this is one of my favorites." And then she sh- I got to see the beginning of it. Um, mm. the movie is good enough to pick up from a middle spot and not be dissuaded. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, I, I was that. very surprised about that. I mean, I was there enough to grasp what he was going to do with time travel and it fascinated me and I just stayed watching. Um, uh, yeah, so um, I, I'm not really sure which direction I want to take the conversation in, but I guess um, what are your guys' opinions of it now that you've actually seen it? Because I don't think Opening you guys thoughts, have seen it Starting thoughts. Or first opinion, no. first thoughts. There we go. I hadn't seen it. Well, my, my first thought, I'm not, as we all know, I'm not a romance person. Like, I'm not big on rom-cons, romance, blah, blah, blah. I'm just not. Which, again, is ironic considering I write romance for, I don't want to say a living because I'm not making a living off of it. But I was <laughs> so going to make a joke about dumping it on others for, for masochistic reasons. It's like, really do you weird. Do it? <laughs> Writing romance and like having to like watch it and be involved in it are two completely different things. It's like writing writing erotic erotica and like having to like read it or watch it is two completely different things. But that's a whole other conversation it's for true. another time. But that is a good anyway. point. But now that I've yeah. read your story, it doesn't really feel like it's it feels like romance is the side story. It's not your direct. Oh, see, wait until you get into the later books, because that's going to change. Oh, okay. Because the main the main focus is is the relationship. But thank you for that. I appreciate that. Anyways, now, all of that being said, I actually really enjoyed this, this movie. Except for that one weird not-sex sex scene. Really? Uh, I thought it was when I was... Why, okay. Oh, it was Hold done on. tastefully. I just have a hard... It was done tastefully. I just, as a person, have a hard... Oh, I'm just, that's not your favorite. Sure. That's just not my thing. Um, so my, I have not seen this movie before. This is the first time no, I saw I, it. Oh, and I hadn't, I hadn't seen it before the other day either. Um, and when I started watching it the first time, I'm, <laughs> I was impressed with myself. Because I was like, is that fucking Clark Kent? Is that <laughs> Superman? Is Superman going to turn the world backwards? And me and Julian made some jokes about that and had had a good laugh and thought it was fun. But then I started, I start watching this movie. Wait, you didn't realize that that was Superman? 
It's well, no, that's why I was saying I was impressed with myself because I started watching. I didn't know the actor's name, so that's why when everyone said his name, I was like, oh. Ah. But then I saw jokes. him and I was like, we Oh, were, we were making jokes at Richard's house about how it was Superman and Dr. Quinn. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jane, Jane Seymour actually named one of her children's Christopher after him because of of their friendship that derived from this from this movie set. Well, and there it's uh, so I was I found I was going to say their chemistry. I'm glad they were friends because I found the romantic interactions in this movie wildly uncomfortable for my personal taste. Like I found this I was um actively awkward which to me means like it's not funny to me. I'm just like having a lot of she was not nearly as terrified as she should have been of that situation, in my opinion. But I, I get that this movie is from a different time, and so that is through my 2020 female perspective. Um, but the way they did the time travel was fascinating and gives you a lot yeah. to think about and consider. And the conversation he has with his uh, old professor about it it, it's really fun to like dig into and really think about because I hadn't seen it done that way either. Um, I really enjoyed that part of it. I thought it was really fun to watch and a really cool concept. And I did like the film. It was a great film. Um, but I think I see the love story very different than than how Richard feels about it. Or maybe even you, Keller. Um I saw that and I was like, she's desperately escaping one controlling situation to run into the arms of a total stranger that she knows nothing about who is clearly unstable. I guess I guess when I sat there and watched it, I feel like it's it's a romance novel. Like I took it as much as a Harlequin romance novel with a better plot. Sure. I don't know. It's not how I write romance, so I don't have I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm a I'm a say by not saying, and it's yeah. It, I mean, maybe you can tell that it's written by a man's point of view. Well, and that's there might be just the hyper feminist in me is like this is this is frustrating and obnoxious to watch for me because it's done in the light of an older movie where standards were were very different and done differently, and it's very much a romantic movie. For the man's point of view, in my opinion, and I found a lot of the behaviors that happen very agitating. And she like there's now. Did you? Here's a weird question for you. Did you have the same feeling when you watched Titanic? When I watched, well, and maybe that's the difference because I watched Titanic almost as a child, and I just because <laughs> and, and it's so close. I and, and it's like and your opinions aren't necessarily wrong. Um, I, I think Titanic and the and this movie are both set in 1912, and they both have that same type of. The interactions are very similar. The interactions <laughs> are very similar, and you also, I would say, with Titanic being just a little bit newer. Sorry, I had to I had to encourage one of my animals to stop trying to break out of the gate. Um, if it sounds like the sound is changing, it's because I'm walking around my house. Um, I guess with this one, and maybe it is because it's a little bit of an older movie, there's 
There's like this one particular scene, well, two scenes, where at one point he's like, I want you to be in my world and I want you to learn about me and I want you to go on my... And then on the flip side, she gets really chatty and comfortable after they make the naked time. And um, he, he, he <laughs> makes this motion where she kind of excitedly interrupts him about like, what place do you make? Is there a spot for me in him? I would love to see your place. And then she kisses him and he kind of makes this body language and then he answers the question and it's kind of like, Oh, I didn't let you answer. I'm sorry. And for me, it's very awkward because that's the most she had talked through the whole movie. And it immediately gave the impression that like now she's talking too much. What a chatty Kathy. And I was like, I don't, I'm uncomfortable. See, I found that funny. Really? I found the whole scene very funny. Yeah, I, I chuckled. Like, because it's kind of probably how I would react to somebody that was just shot off a ton of questions to me. Because I have that joking personality where I would be like, oh, and, and, by the way, you never let me answer this. <laughs> Maybe so, you know? because he was like, from my perspective, he was like that through the whole first part of the movie. He was super obsessive and super, really spastic and would, please answer me the question, where's the things, all the, so like for him to then turn around and be like, you talk a lot, was like, oh, I don't know, bro, but okay. Did he actually? I don't remember him accusing her of talking. She's the one that says that she was talking a no, lot. No, she and admits he... it. I'm saying like the movie on um, uh, very oh, much oh, gives gotcha. that impression. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Very, very, very fair. <clears throat> I um, also think part of it is to do with his stature from where, from where he was, and and you know being used to writing plays and directing, and blah, he's just used to people doing what he says. When he's clearly very successful, like there was a lot of, I was, I was like, oh, this is a person who clearly isn't used to hearing the word no very often. Cause like with the librarian, where she, right. she's like, I don't know. And looks at her watch and he's like, but, but okay, you go do that. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, dude, you do that nowadays. And that employee will lock the door in your face. Right. <laughs> but one of the things I that. did, did like though, is that it keeps his personality doesn't change with any of the other characters. That's true. Like he's it, very consistent. It, it's, it, he's very consistent. So I uh -huh. think it comes off as just being him. Mm -hmm. You're right. I always really thought charming. he was with a librarian too. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I laughed at it because I was like, oh my God. <laughs> my goodness. Okay. The only time where he drops that is when um, Elise's friend allows him in to see her things because she was clearly going to shut the door in his face, and he just unloaded. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it is a little bit, the thing I enjoyed about this movie is you do kind of just watch um, uh, personality slowly. It's, it doesn't change, but he becomes more and more unhinged. He spirals into madness. Yeah, it really does. So there is the chance that, like, you get to sit there and be like, "This could all be in his head, and he could be an absolutely crazy person in the middle of an existential crisis." I know. <laughs> absolutely possible. Uh, but I it would like just one of the things that I love too about the film is the flickering when you flicker in and out of time. I love that effect, yeah, that and those good. effects seem to hold up. In modern day, yeah, like no, you, day. yeah, you don't watch it and be like, oh, you know, even even um, Thane when he was watching it, um, 
he had he had to he he was like no he that it was it was decently done right and that's that, cool. that I'm gonna sidetrack us just a little bit on that that point because whereas Richard and I kind of and, and Kat you too we kind of grew up going through the different stages of like from practical effects through shitty CGI into like modern CGI and all that stuff where we're like we can see the trans you know the transgression and the progression of how that stuff happens. So we can be like, oh yeah, no, that that was old. Yeah. Well, yeah. Zane didn't grow up with that. He grew up with like what we see today. So for him to be like, oh yeah, no, that's still really good. Like that 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 that's that's cool. Like that's awesome. That gives us the the young young mind look into that. And for him to be like, oh no, that's a cool effect. When all he knows is like really good practical effects. CGI, like that that right there kind of gives us the like okay yeah no it does hold up yeah well and that's why i said like this is a it's not that i don't like this movie this is a good movie it was a good while i'll probably watch it again later um i watched it a couple times it was just that and this is why i have fun with um me and richard with this because i think you get a really prevalent example of the differences of perspective on the on the romantic thing and and keller's Mm -hmm totally out like jump ship 100 <laughs> percent oh i enjoyed the movie i just don't the movie was great the movie well, was really good it's just not my typical like if i i personally wouldn't have picked this I'm not saying i didn't enjoy it but i wouldn't have picked it <sighs> well i guess i enjoy like i didn't i don't think the love story was sold on me the way they were trying to sell it but for me it became almost a different movie and equally as entertaining to watch. I stand by what I said, which is this, this could, if you change the music score, this becomes a horror movie. The stalker and a crazy controlling man. And some poor woman whose career gets ripped from her via. Now I kind of want to change it. Now I want to go back and watch it with the idea that this, Your silence so, disturbs me. My, about my, my, my speaker keeps cutting in and out, and I don't know why. At first, I, it's only when it's only when Keller speaks, but it doesn't. Like I think it's on my end and not yours. Huh? Weird. Super if strange. It's trying to balance sound somewhere. Huh. Anyway, um, one of the things about yeah, the um, like, one of the things that I'm noticing too. Is I'm super, super highly critical of Titanic, even though I love the movie. And I can pinpoint all the flaws, but I was an adult when I saw it. And as we're talking about it, I'm realizing this movie has the same flaws that Titanic does. But I've never judged it before as much as I have with Titanic. Well, and I went back and watched Titanic a couple weeks ago, and I think that's happened with me, because I saw it as a child, and I was just like, look at the bright colors and the crazy shit happening, and then kind of like, sex scene, yada yada, kid distracts themselves. Then you get to see the ship breaking half, and that's pretty fun. Like, I've never liked Titanic. You don't, you don't like watching Leonardo DiCaprio sacrifice himself for a selfish I... girl? I, I don't mean, like young Leo movies, with the exception of like the Man in the Iron Mask. Like I don't like long, young Leo. He has gotten don't. better with age. He has. He really has. Like I love Leo DiCaprio, but like Titanic, Romeo and Juliet, no 
thank you. Like, <laughs> I don't like Young Leo. <laughs> I don't like Titanic. I didn't like Titanic when it came out in theaters. I didn't like Titanic when I was obsessed with Titanic. I don't like it now. I honestly, I Keller, the whole time I've known wrong. you, I think that has been your statement anytime Titanic comes up. Uh, like, really thinking about it. And no, like, I don't like Rose as a character. My favorite scene in the movie, honestly, is band quartet is sinking on the ship playing their violins and their we other great scene string, <laughs> string instrument instrument instruments i can, <laughs> i can word real good or when the guy flies off the end of the ship and hits the propeller and just swings himself <laughs> oh my god i laughed so hard for that uh, that hey. is that is that is brilliant <laughs> even it's as great. a kid that like, made me laugh. Oh man! Oh. Smack me! <laughs> Titanic is the first movie I saw in theaters three times. Um, oh, I yeah yeah. Well, I'm a big big fan of the boat and have been since I was five. And oh, um, I, I, I'm very no. mixed about it. I love I love the Titanic like <laughs> ship. The, the like the historical facts, all that stuff, blah blah blah. Like I, I love the Titanic in that aspect. I don't like the movie. Just don't like the movie. So, so the yeah. first time watching the movie, when you're watching it, James Cameron went so far as to recreate actual photos that were taken on the ship, um, from a, a priest that had disembarked, um, in Ireland when they got there, because the Titanic had one stop before it continued on. So if you're familiar with the photographs and stuff and you watch them happen right before your eyes, you kind of get that chill. Mm -hmm. If you would. And then you have the survivors that were still alive when the movie came out that saw it. And two of them, the ones that had full memory had to be removed from the theater because it was far too real. Everything happened over and over. It triggered the fuck out of them. Everything. It did. So... Um, at the time frame, there are, are many, many, many things. What I didn't like was the, the actual story between Jack and Rose. And the reason why I didn't like it is because they took liberties that weren't time period appropriate so that they could show you all parts of the ship. So the whole reason why you have the party down in, in steerage and all of that is so that you can see every part of the boat. Um, that's its purpose. It's not a purpose of creating a story. No, it's so, so he, he can a, show off what he what he created. Right. So you have a very weak. Oh, you have a very weak story at best. That is, you know, up against. But the boat was absolutely gorgeous. Um. So I have mixed feelings about it because I could see, I I can see the poor storyline. It's right up there with Romeo and Juliet. Um, I have heard people describe that movie as should not exist. Um, but there are so many parts about it that should exist. <laughs> like, I I understand why. I just wish it had been done a little different. Like, she never would have given Jack the time of day. Her station in life wouldn't have allowed it, no matter what kind of duress she was under. Oh, yeah. Well, no. And wouldn't she, have allowed, would even if she wanted him. to, like, run away and marry him, they would have had him, like, even if he got unarrested or whatever, at some point when they got back to America, he would have been absolutely arrested for whatever reason they feel like, because her mom wouldn't have allowed that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. 
the whole dinner scene with them that that wouldn't have happened either. Like there, there's no way that they that they would have invited him at the captain's table for saving an elite. Right. Neither one of those things would have happened. The but there's a lot. But as you're going along, there's a lot of real stories that run, like the violinist on the deck that that was documented. The the old, um, the old, the old couple, couple who stayed, who stayed, stayed yeah. on the boat. Yeah. Yeah, and they didn't curl up in bed. They stayed on the deck the last time they were seen together. But you get that impact. Yeah. And I think the one of the biggest impacts, too, was showing the doll's head at the beginning and then realizing the little girl has the doll. Yeah. And, uh-huh. she, and like, they, he did the correct emotional tugs. Well, and I think so, a big part of it was he needed this love story and he had these two big actors. and. Well, they weren't big at all at the time. No, I thought Leo was on his way up by Titanic. I mean, or maybe he, Titanic catapulted him. That's yeah. what it did because he, at that point, he was on growing pains. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they were relatively unknowns. He wanted. He took most of his budget and put it into the boat. I mean, it looked great. Yeah, and then he stole somewhere in Time's Ending, which yeah, really he did. Me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my lord! <laughs> Just borrowed the shit out of that. <laughs> I was so mad the first time I saw it. I I I realized what was happening when I was watching. <laughs> it didn't stop me from going to see it three times, but I have grumbled about it since day one. <laughs> like, how fucking dare you? You could have done it. It was like you else. took my somewhere in time. Why did you touch that? <laughs> now now somewhere in time is also awesome. let's go back. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in time. Keep going. Is um <laughs> When it came out, it didn't have, it didn't give, it, it it wasn't, it didn't get people. Um, like I don't even think it had negative reviews, but it was such a small release that it it virtually was considered a flop. Oh wow! And um, it's picked up a cult following over the years. I love uh, yeah, the cult following is pretty big now because they actually have uh, uh, a big reunion every year on Mackinac Island and sometimes you know Jane Seymour will attend Christopher Reeves had attended up till he died um like there's a, a lot of people come back and you always get some members of the cast that are there and i think that that is really really that cool is that cool. they do that yeah um cuz the grand hotel where they stay the the, uh, the only other movie i know of that it was used in was the grand hotel <laughs> Is that literally Other than about that, the hotel, or is it just like a movie uh, that takes place there and then they were lazy it's about It's a movie naming. that takes place there. It was in the 30s, yeah. Okay. Um, so the, the hotel, of course, is gorgeous. Mackinac Island is gorgeous. If you want to have some place that you can time travel to, that, that feels like it's an acceptable Right, that's a good location. choice. Plus, it gives you yeah. that epic feel that old movies from the 30s and 40s had. So you have the big backdrop, you know, and you know to set up against it. it it's got the the correct setting. What I find interesting is the liberties that are taken between the book and the movie adaptations, considering they're written by the same man. I mean, different years, different hotels. Um, it, it, uh, the whole story is virtually not there. So it's like he rewrote his own story. I wonder if something happened in editing where they were like, you got to change. 
I don't know. Like story editing. Well, we were we were talking about that a little bit too the other day because you said that initially taking place in hundreds, and oh, the book takes place it was like in the eighteen hundreds, and we were talking about how maybe the hotel in the atmosphere they couldn't find enough stuff for the eighteen hundreds, so they updated it to the early nineteen hundreds to kind right. of fit the items that they could find. Which is also very fair. Yeah. <clears throat> So this um this movie that we've all been talking about it opens up in 1972, and um a playwright named Richard Collier he he's really more of a student, and this is his first play and um it it opens where it looks appears to be rather well. It seemed to be and his like his big like a graduation play or something like hey, a, yeah. yeah debut like yeah it, it, I it, I felt like it was. It was almost like his thesis or something, you know? Yeah. It, it felt big. And um, this old woman walks up to him, and she's kind of shaking, and she looks at him, and she puts in his hand this pocket watch, and she says, come back to me. She's gorgeous, and, she, and I want that pocket watch. I don't even use pocket right. watch. I have no reason to use a pocket watch. It was beautiful, though. And I was like, oh, That is damn. a beautiful, beautiful watch. Um. That's another another subject after we're done. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is because I have so many things to say about this watch. Yeah, um, it's it's also you can buy you they use an actual real watch and they took it out and they switched out um, stuff with actual diamonds instead of whatever jewels were in there. Like the set watch is a little bit more valuable than the regular. The regular one is still beautiful, but. They sell for ungodly amounts of money. Oh, um, I'm, right. I'm sure. I'm sure it could give you a heart attack or a house. It doesn't even for watch collectors. It like it's not even labeled ever as somewhere in time watch. It is. It's just one of those watches that's valuable. <laughs> oh damn! It's not even to do with the movie. It's just a gorgeous no. piece that would be expensive as fuck. Correct. It is oh. today. <laughs> Coveted by collectors, so that also probably makes the movie even more endearing for some. Because if you, yeah. So then you jump ahead eight years. You know, he he didn't recognize the woman, and he kind of just lets it pass. He did keep the watch, which I'm. Well, I mean, the watch is gorgeous. I would have kept it. See, that was my first thing. Where is like, no, hand that back. You have no idea who that woman is. That's a crazy beautiful watch. You'd be like. Oh no, thank you. There, I'm not. Um, but she did kind of just like turn around and walk away, though, too. And she seemed desperate. Like she didn't. Like at that point, I don't think. Like I would have felt probably worse for handing it back than for taking it because she definitely seemed like she wanted him to have it. Yeah, that's true. So and, I mean, yeah, he yeah, yeah. really. He seemed really caught off guard by her. This old lady walks up to him, shoves this thing in his hand, and is like, come back to me. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, subtle, but I was still like, hmm, that's uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. That's what it is. It was uncomfortable, yeah. So he, we jumped. uncomfortable. <laughs> Sorry, I don't keep interrupting you. It's fine. So we jump eight years later, and um, um, Richard's now a successful playwright. And you can tell that he's written probably five or six plays. He's got the the you know the playbills all framed behind him, etc. Um, 
Dude, one of, the, one of them, they were named the most generic playwright play things. Yeah. And it was, I, like, I paused the movie at one point and was, so I was ha- harassing Keller and Richard while I watched this because I didn't have anyone to watch it with. So I felt lonely. <laughs> and I think there was, like, five yeah. up there. And one of them was, like, I wish I could remember what it said, but it was all things like too much spring and um, oh, it was like emotional apathy or something like that. And I was like, shut the fuck up, emotional apathy. Okay. I don't know. I kept telling you to be quiet and not. Neither there. Keller wouldn't play with me. Or was that the conversation you guys were having while I was probably? And then I started filming uh, myself. If you want to see my actual reaction to this movie at the end, you can go to our Facebook page and watch that. I should have did something like that with the invitation because I was super alone for that movie. I felt alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to start. I felt alone. Yeah. I, I felt, felt alone. alone. It was isolating. Oh, sad. So he's sitting there and you get from the context of conversation, like he's, He's clearly trying to figure out things. He he packed a suitcase, and a gentleman catches up to him in the elevator, and he asks him about his play, and he admits that he has writer's block, and that he hasn't written it, and that he's broken up with his girlfriend, and hey, he's just Crisis. kind of a mess. Yeah. Maybe not midlife. So, he might be supposed to be in his, like, 20s or something, but he's clearly having a moment. So he's driving up from Chicago and he he heads north and for some reason it catches him to uh to drive out to Mackinac Island. Well that was which, wait, he does say that, I went to did he go to school there? Is the school the nearby college? at the college? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he, yes, yes. And uh, yeah, but that happen that conversation happens later at the hotel. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um he um it's kind of interesting because I have uh, I don't know what year it started, but I knew I know that cars are not allowed on Mackinac Island, so <laughs> they do things by horse and buggy oh. and stuff like that. So I um I'm not sh- I I want to say that actually didn't start until the 90s, but so the cars wouldn't have been unheard of. But it, it does take me out every time I see his car. Yeah, like no. <laughs> do that because because he stops and he backs up and he goes up to the hotel. It was more of an afterthought that he decides to go up there. It it was. And, but um, he backs up like a full thirty feet. Yeah, <laughs> it's like dude, just turn yeah, around. He backs up. <laughs> but I also kept thinking, like, if you have writer's block, like a place like that might give you something. He's going oh, yeah. back to his roots, kind of, sort of. Right. And looking for ideas, he's I, really. It started off. He was looking for lunch, but the food was wasn't open, <laughs> and he wanders into the hall of history. And I really think that once again, he's looking for ideas for a story. I think so too. And, as, as as the residential writer, yes, yes. <laughs> he gives the mannequin such a like stank face too. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not sure one hundred percent that when he first sees her photo, that it's it's love at first sight. He becomes fascinated with her. And I almost wonder if it's more from the writer's point of view than from a romance point of view. 
I would but, call it a quick uh, and I mean, intense infatuation. Not necessarily like right. he loved her, but like she had no name and she's all mysterious and shit. And super gorgeous. And, and the photos course. the photo's beautiful. The photo is gorgeous. Like it is like the perfect Victorian photo. I it really is. Do you like the idea though I, a little bit? Oh, go ahead, Keller. No, I was just gonna say I can I can see that from both both points of view. One from the it's infatuation two from writer's point of view because Sometimes that's all is just, it's, it's a picture. It's, it's something that catches your attention. Like I have literally seen like a glimpse of something and had like chapter freaking like the whole thing. The other day we were having a conversation about Jesus and Richard and I came up with a huge chapter book theories thing that has to do with religion on Mars. Like the so, lightning like, in a right. bottle effect, almost. Exactly. So if he saw this picture and was like, holy crap, I have the name. Yet there's no name underneath the picture. How do I get more? I can't. That's what starts else? The, 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 you know, like, I can, I can see it both ways. It's not so much, yes, it could be the obsession of how, how do I because I have it's a trip. You went. You went away. She, she was fading in and out too, but I thought it was just me because she's glitching super bad on my here, end. And it's all of a sudden started, and it happened really badly. Are you okay? What is going on? I don't get it. I haven't changed anything on my end. I don't know. But I, I do. I do know that, that you cut out in mid sentence for me. I'm just not going to talk today. I was <laughs> no, no, no. We need you. <laughs> it seems like whenever I start talking, it stops working. I don't get it. I don't know what could cause I that. It's almost like it's trying to compensate for something. Right, but nothing's changed on my end. That's what I'm saying. There's nothing to fix because nothing's different. Right, yeah. Right. That's the problem. It's weird. Huh. Um, try the end of your sentence again. Which, which part of the end of my sentence? I went on a rant. Where you cut out, for on my end anyway, was the, like we had said, it's the lightning in the bottle effect. And you said, right, right, and oh, then yeah. it went away. Oh, yeah, because I remember what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. long story short, I I understand from both the the writing aspect as well as the like um the room the Oh the, my god, the, mysterious the pretty lady must know more. Right, yeah, like this this pic the lady in the picture is, is pretty must know I'm there's no name at the un underneath the picture. How do I learn? Must know everything, yeah. And well, and right. one of the things I considered after watching it a second time was she is looking at him, so I wonder if there's just like suggestive connection. And you don't know that till you watch it all the way, but it was like, oh, that's maybe an interesting thought too that there is that leftover knowing connect. yeah connect right knowing without knowing yeah 
Yeah, that's true too. But but after seeing her or seeing her, he goes and he asks this um guy who he's been interacting with at the hotel. I, I kinda skipped over that when he He's the he's Arthur. the yeah, Arthur. Oh, he's the, Oh no, he hasn't really interacted with him yet. This is his first interaction. He goes and he asks about um the nameplate and uh the gentleman named Arthur um kindly points out that it was she did a play at the hotel around 1912, and then that starts a conversation of how long have you been there, and you learn that Arthur came as a child and his father worked there before him, so he has been there since 1910. Um, and of course we're in the you know 1970s at the moment, so it's very feasible that those years. Yeah, he he was like a young child too. He was like I when I yeah. saw him as yep. a child, I was like, "Oh, okay, that's like a 5-year-old." Right. Yeah. And he um so he he checks into the into the, to his room and of course Arthur is telling him how the students used to come up from the college and use the use the dining room and the rooms and <laughs> winky winky. Yeah. He does actually. He does do the winky thing. <laughs> yeah, so you you clearly get the joke it's for there. Adorable. And um, adorable. You know he. So he checks in, and then he goes on this. It, it feels like a search at first on figuring out who the actress is in the photo. So he goes down to the library, <laughs> and he starts looking up um, like rare theat- theatrical. I guess playbills, books. It doesn't really specifically say. You just know that they're rare documents. And she thinks she has them in the back, but they're about to close. And he convinces her to get them for him. He says, will yeah, you go it. get them? He's, there is no convincing. He is absolutely yeah. sure he's going to get his way. And instead of telling and him she no. sighs for a second. <laughs> and she was going to. And this really emphasizes that customer first attitude that was even more prevalent then than it is now. Um, I don't know why that's lost attraction over the years, but she just... Because the customer is not always right, and sometimes they're just... Because sometimes we're about to close, and don't come in and order a three-course meal five minutes till closing. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Come get some french fries. That's fine. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Want a lobster tail at five minutes tail? Are you trying to get food spit in? That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to watch Waiting. Um, <laughs> it's a little niche, but I'm glad people people are there. That's for you, <laughs> Waiting fan. <laughs> <laughs> you, know who, you know who you are. So he's doing research, and he keeps finding magazine after magazine, and it's he finally finds one that has a photo, the last photo ever taken of her. And you get the emphasis, and he gets the emphasis that it's the old woman who gave him the watch. Yeah, I think she and he I, recognizes her and is like, the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And you, yeah, 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 he definitely, you, you can tell that he, he has this little gasp. And then I think that's when he really starts looking at Elise in a more of a different light and pursuing it 
more than maybe just for his book, but for his personal reasons as well. Uh-huh. When I think definitely because now after, it's weird. after he went to that woman's house and they're like, she's not alive. He was like uh, on a mission after that, which I found very peculiar. Yeah. So he, he goes to the author's house of this article. He looks her up. He tracks her down. And I sense that she lives on Mackinac Island as well. Yeah, I, I got the sense that she never left the island after. Right. Hoping um, to maybe find him again. Which makes sense. So he goes to the woman who who was the author of the article, and she answers the door, and he tells her, he, she seems very weirded out that he would look her up. Like, clearly, she she was not comfortable with she him. She is her. not stoked about t- being asked. And she's like... And she's like, what What do you want? And he's like, well, I read your... He's like, I'm a playwright. I want to make a play. And she immediately shuts him down. She's like, nope. I'll... And she starts to close the door. And he tells her that it's something much more personal than that. And he pulls out the watch that she gave him. And that's what makes the woman stop. Because she recognizes the watch. So she asks him where he got it. And he says, well, she gave it to me. And she says, it disappeared the night she died. And, of course, there's that even more emotional, you know, though she came home and she passed away right after that. <laughs> Which, Which is, is like, damn! You know, sad! Like, she managed to hold on until she found him again, and then she just, you know... Healed over dead! I guess she just left it for him to figure well, out. I, I don't know. I think, know. like, she was, she was an old woman and he was a young man and that was going to be the last time she could see him. But she had been reading that book, so I think she believed in time travel. And she, Well, she had a lot of... This is jumping ahead, but she had... He gave her lots of tidbits throughout the time that they had together. And I think that yeah. dude of hers like, might know about time travel too. Cause he acts like he knows all about the potential and what she could become, but also he knows things yeah. about stuff. So I'm like, bro, do you time travel? And of course we're, we're down really jumping right. ahead. Um, <laughs> I just mute myself. So then it was like, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, you're, you're not like, you're not wrong. Um, I have so many questions about him. I do too. You don't and there's actually there's actually somebody who wrote a book about him later Can on, we but it's get not his from Richard. Story? Madden. That's fun. Yeah, um, he wasn't great. <laughs> a horror movie. He was an ass. Sorry. Um. <laughs> so anyway, she lets this woman lets Richard in to look at the the stuff that she has left going to a museum because Elise was an early actress and she lets him wander through his possession through her possessions and stuff. I don't know if anything more, there doesn't strike me that he, he gets anything else. He doesn't take anything else with him. It's just basically no, information. She just, he picks up the book and is like, my old professor wrote this book. And she's like, she loved that right. book. Oh, and we get the hotel that plays the music box with his favorite song. Yeah. Right. Which, which we actually saw at the beginning, right after the, because you actually get to see her go back to her apartment and shut doors and turn on the music box. So yes, the music box plays, plays his favorite piece of music in the whole world. And the, the time travel book is 
definitely from his professor. So um, that's his next stop. He goes down back to the professor at the college to go talk about that book. And he has this discussion with him and uh, to see if he believes that time travel really is real. And you know, the professor has an interesting conversation with him where he was in the, uh, you know, apparently, I want to say it was Greece, it was the Hotel Del Becchio, um, where he said all the sights and sounds and everything around him reminded him of another time. And he could just sat there in bed and he closed his eyes and fed his mind information like it is this year and blah, 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 you know, it is the year we'll say for lack of better terms, because I don't remember the exact year he uses the 1401 and this is going on and blah, 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 and kind of hypnosis himself. And he said that he thinks he was there, but it was just for a flicker. And he said, if he ever did it again, he would completely go all out and, you know, make sure he had the correct clothing from the time period and nothing that was rooted in current, you know, in the current 20th century, yeah, because there was things you know, around items. him from that time, and he knew that those things were there. And Wouldn't they were kind of anchoring him. A right. bit. So now he's kind of diverts, I think, from the fascination of, of writing a story, uh, a play, to actually seeing, can he go back in time? And uh, yeah, obviously... This woman means something to him now. He's now invested time and energy into looking up details about her and trying to learn about her life. And you have now you know, upgraded really... from intense infatuation to illogical obsession. <laughs> I yes. think it's more of an upgrade from research to obsession. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, either or. He he does become. I think it's an obsession all at the same time. He's a he wants to know one can the can the idea of time travel is fascinating him to no end. Obviously, the woman knew him. All the pieces are are adding up, and she's gorgeous. So I think it's just it's intense desire from a lot of angles that are really driving him. For sure, I just thought it so was interesting. He, decided, he was like, you know what? I'm all in. We're doing it. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. No more convince. All right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he and at the very least he probably and it doesn't really go into it but at the very least he's going to get one hell of a story out of sure. it sure right like there's probably a very a very big part of what's in it for me going so he doesn't stand to lose no matter which way it turns out that's i mean that's true and either way i mean he would get writing material out of it somehow for sure right so at this point he jumps in and with both feet and says, why not? So he goes and he, you know, he goes and he gets clothing from 1912. He gets money from 1912. He gets his haircut as it would be cut in 1912. He tries to remove everything modern out of his room. And um, he sits there and he, instead of doing it in his head, he decides he's going to upgrade and he's going to hypnotize himself with a, um, with a tape recorder, I guess. With with, with yeah, it's a tape recorder. So he takes a tape recorder and he he talks subliminal messages into it. And then he lays down. He plays them, so it plays over and over and over, really helping that hypnosis theory. Mm -hmm. 
Well, it goes on, I'm going to say, for a few hours, and he definitely gets frustrated, and he, he feels like he can't, it's not working. So he decides that he he's probably going crazy, but he runs down to the um, the, the bungalow where Arthur stays, because Arthur told him where he was in the hotel if he needed. And he goes into Arthur, wakes the poor yeah, man up in the middle does. of the night. Again, he's, the disrespect. He's like with no like he he really just feels that everybody in the world is there to serve him like there really is a, something condescending about that <laughs> and he he wakes him up and he's like where does all the things come from that are in the in that little hotel gallery he's like oh they get them from the attic and he just goes um, to the attic and starts digging around i mean so, in fairness, uh, the scene jumps right to the attic because, I mean, you also have film editors and you don't know what actually is taking place. We have to assume that because he went to Arthur and said, hey, that there was probably more discussion and Arthur took him there or Arthur showed him where to go. Except I remember at one point... um Cat had said something that nobody would be allowed to to rummage in there, but I know, like even at Cortina, if somebody had wanted to see something, we probably would have let him into like any of the old like. I feel like you wouldn't y- just y- leave them never... unsupervised to like dig through your shit, though. True. <laughs> like that was. I a mean, lot. If it was that early in the morning. I, I, I kind of want that other part of the conversation he had with Arthur because I don't think the two had struck up some sort of a friendship. But I, you know, like at this point, you have to fill in kind of the gaps that you're not given. Where he's like, I either he told Arthur he was researching for something, or he, or he was a historian, or well, and I think you know, this there is why some... movies are fun, and that sometimes they leave this space out so you can kind of do, you know, different perspectives. Fill in the yeah. hole. You can kind of do that. So, so somewhere in there, you fill in the hole that Arthur has obviously brought him there. Being or nice. help him keep it. Right. And he and he's going through looking for um guest sign in books. And they they use these big leather books, one per year, and he's got boxes of them. And he looks up one for nineteen twelve and he goes in and he finds his his handwriting and his signature where he signed into the hotel as a guest. Oh, he's been there. He knows he can do it. So Yeah, and this gives him <laughs> worse, it gives him more power to go back and to continue on trying. Yep. To see Gets the the gumption to go permanently ruin this otherwise perfectly successful woman's life. Great. Right. Exactly. So um he he goes back and he tries once again to go back in time. Um and this time he realizes while he's being frustrated because it's not working still, that the tape recorder is from our century. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And he suddenly dawns on him that it needs to go. So, that being said, um, that being said, he, um, he puts that into the closet as well, and then goes back and lays back on the bed and tries again. And at this point, you kind of see him talking as he's nodding off into sleep. This was very cool to and watch. And then here's where yeah, one of the first special effects, this this is yep. this is pretty wonderful because 
it flickers like it, it flickers into existence and that's that's the best way i can think to describe this scene is that you it shows you the walls and you see the paintings appear and then disappear and then appear and disappear and as he's transporting through time and it's showing you the furniture changing and outlines as it's go and then all of a sudden he's there and you can tell he's there when it finally settles because the sun is actually shining on his face you know from the window and you can see the shadowing as it changes. Well, the worst part about it is that he wakes up into somebody else's in room. A chair. Oh. Yeah. 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 And it's 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 a it's obviously a sweet there's a woman who for 1912 is dressed for skay for us. It's she was not. in her underwear um, getting ready. I, yeah, she is. The problem is, is her underwear doesn't look like underwear, so... I don't know if that underwear would have been <laughs> it's accurate. It's not. But they did wear it. Like, it was a corset and a little under skirt cloth thing. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they, like, her and her husband are having the best fucking conversation. <laughs> it was, it was the greatest. It was very interesting to see them fight, because they're, they're fighting using old old words yeah. <laughs> i don't want to say old words but proper very like they were very proper yes, and when they're are. like there is no shortcuts and there are they are arguing using full words no shortcuts it sounds like a very aristocratic it's fight. very aristocratic it was so <laughs> fun to listen to i love this so much <laughs> She, at the and apparently she's like, she is angry at him <laughs> I lost it <laughs> and his name is Raul <laughs> yeah. is do as you will Raul do <laughs> as you will and he's like and, and he's super frustrated I guess because she's giving a hard time because he was polite to another female checking out but that, was, that's... what did she say something like assessing every bit of real estate or something <laughs> bonkers yeah. <laughs> it's super like, fun to back watch pocket that for later that's a good line man <laughs> <laughs> so he first he ducks into the closet to try to avoid being discovered then he ducks behind the he couch fully like he ducks everywhere for a minute and i was like oh he's a gentleman he's gonna look away no no he doesn't no no, no he he's fully not. checks her out and then is like that's pretty hot it was like oh no <laughs> he manages to get out of the room but Barely. but the husband hears the door closed so he feels he's clever and he switches. He, instead of heading down the hall, he switches this himself is coming smart, up. Which also the, concerned me. I was like, which he's is a psychopath. A, this is a scary person. Uh -huh. So the gentleman peeks his head out the door and is like, Did someone just run out? And he's like, Yes, yes, they did. They Some ran that kid, way. I don't know. And then he, he feels like he's going to have a full, <laughs> normal <laughs> 1980s conversation. And the guy just shuts the door in his face. <laughs> I was like, do you not under no one okay yep no he's just like did not does not understand that no one knows who he he's not a famous playwright anymore no one knows who he is he's just right. like no he's just some dude street. in a weird suit which everyone points out to him eventually yep. <laughs> i know i love that everybody's like i have this authentic outfit from 1912 and they're all like dude your outfit's from like 20 years ago 
That was pretty funny. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> Super funny. So he knows that he doesn't check into the hotel until the next day. He's come back a day early. He chose the day that the troop arrives. So he goes and he's trying to find Elise McKenna. So first he goes to the room that he knows she's at, knocks on the door, gets a maid. He's fully she just going to say, him, the line he chooses, the line he practices, I was like, we are from different worlds, sir. Because if you said this to my yeah. face nowadays, I would be terrified. I might tase you. <laughs> you don't know me, but you will. Fucking what? No. Excuse <laughs> I don't like you. I please go away. Scary man. Yeah. Like hold hold on. Hold Luckily, please he while I call the cops. Say that to her, I don't think. But like I was like, that's the line. That's the one you're rolling oh, with. I don't think he does. All right. Right. Okay. Great, Ted Bundy. Um so so he goes down and, and then he goes down into the actual the actual theater itself, and um, you know, directly Fully interrupts like a rehearsal. Tries to interrupt, and they ignore him. They should, like, they ignore him. They should, like, it's not just the people on the stage that ignore him. You have the two, the two gentlemen that are sitting down in front that are clearly don't want anything to do with him until he finally asked for her, and he was like, "You can leave her a message if you want with me." And then he goes back into yeah, his conversation. Yeah, he was not having to talk like, about it either. He was like, "Give me your message." These theatrical people are not polite to him whatsoever. And in fairness, historically speaking, then that's accurate. They would have like, been the movie you, you, stars of their age, of their time. So, like, right. you're just a random person yeah. asking about our man. That's like walking onto set and being like, hey, where's Angela Jolie? I really want to chat with her. They'd be like, fucking what? Oh. Yeah. Go, yeah. Yeah. go away. <laughs> like, be right. crazy person. But that's exactly how he's treated. So then he gets... And finally, out back into where you know some of the stage rooms, and he knocks on the door, and he gets this charming. I love her. I, I, love I, her. I do. She's. She's I don't great. Know, like she has such an accent, Russian she's maybe. French. She's super French. French. Um, super French. I, I was like, it's definitely an accent. She's a little on the heavier side. Does not care. She's, she doesn't care. She's beautiful. She does not care. <laughs> she doesn't. And she's she's also wearing. Uh, like she's not like she's she's wearing underclothing, but she's fully covered. It's under, but you can tell it's underclothing. Sure, yeah, which she definitely makes remarks. She oh, for. she's very and then, like cool with her sexuality. She's like, "Are you flustered?" She's, <laughs> it's the greatest. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I want to be her best friend. Uh, she's so. He tries not to meet eye contact with her. You can clearly tell she bothers him. No. Oh yeah, that's amazing. And she outs Elise immediately. Like this is clearly a woman who's like, I don't. Everybody's the same to me. She she's walking over there. Yeah, I was like, damn. She's walking on the beach, my dear. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, and she calls him my dear, which I think is funny too. Yeah. and I think she's the one who like calls him out and makes fun of him in front of everyone about the suit the first time too, and it's it's super funny. <laughs> she's now here's here's where he finally goes out, and you. They choose to do this camera angle that's in glass instead it's of... It's a very cool shot. And it, it, it is a super cool, cool shot. 
where he he sees her her walking and you know he's walking toward her but you're only seeing the the images in the glass you're not the reflection you're not seeing the actual scene for a few minutes cool cool shot this movie's full of cool shots it is it's a a beautiful film Um, like it's very appealing to watch yeah, the, the cinematography is by Isidore Minkowski, and he's Bravo just brilliant to him. in this movie. Looks great. Um, so he goes and he the, the, their eyes do meet, and they do make a thing of their eyes meeting. So, you, you know... I feel you, like she looked like a little s- concerned at first, and it makes me... I'm like, yes, run, go! And she did not. She no, she. I think she... I mean, it's out of the ordinary... But it's it's more interesting to me that she actually chooses to yeah, talk to him. Like, I thought that was peculiar too that she was like. But then, I mean, but then again, yeah. actors were especially stage actors were always known for being peculiar and usually being more forward than your average person. Well, Not like well, movie she stars. She had like a thing going with Miss, you know, with this whole personality she was supposed to have. Robinson. Yeah. And so I think she's yeah. not supposed to tell people to go away or anything. Probably that's what dude does. Yeah. Right. So I, they they only have this minute, this this real minute of of conversation. She opens with a real. And she asks him too. if, <laughs> are like, are, are 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 you the one? And like, I think that I, he took that in a different way. Than the way I she think so meant too. it. I think there's a huge misunderstanding. Yeah. <laughs> it comes later because he does ask her later what she meant was, "Are are, are you know, are you the one?" Well, then her manager notices that there's a regular person that's gotten too close, and he immediately comes and rebuffs him and sends him on he his does. way. Is not into being friends. <laughs> No, and as they're walking away, she starts to look back, and he's like, "Oh yeah, he's definitely following us." Don't worry about it. But and then she asks, "Yeah," <laughs> and um, she she asks, and "I'm pretty sure this is where she asked him if he's the one," and and he asked her, "Is he?" But I get the sense that that's in the dressing. I think room that after. happens a little later. Right so, here, they do have a little yeah, conversation yes. where he's like, "Well, did you ask his name?" And she's like, "And there wasn't really time." I mean. We were talking, right. but not really. Yeah. yeah, because you showed up as you always do. Yeah. crazy manager person. And then they talk about the the, the play that night, etc. Yeah, and so, he says it's the next night. Yeah, thing too, where he's like, "Oh, much like your dress in the second act." Tell the costume designer I'm going to discuss it, and I was like, "Damn, holy right. shit!" Yeah, we're going to change it. You don't have to say in it. Yeah, or the director doesn't have Although, a say uh, in it, or the playwright does. I was like, "Holy shit, who is this guy?" But apparently, he manages like the yeah. Starlet, so I guess he can do that. Starlet, yeah, I, I think he owns the theater oh. company. I, I I didn't think about that. I don't care who he is. He's, he's a jerk. Dude, he's a class yeah. act douche. <laughs> he is. Oh, like, damn, this dude is problematic. <laughs> and did you notice he's played by Christopher Plummer, the father off from? Sound of music? <gasps> no, no I didn't they costumed that. him so well. Yes, they did. Yes, 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 oh, yes. Oh, bravo. <laughs> From what I've seen, the little bit I've seen of the sound of music playing an asshole. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, yeah, his attitude's kind of... 
keeps it. It's kind yeah. of the same. It it really is. I don't know if his attitude ever changes in the sound actually of music. The same God guy. damn, this was his he life like before he got married. Militarizes his yeah, children. It's, it's really upsetting, actually. This is child one, two, three, four, and five. I whistle Holy at them like dogs. God. Look, I can make them roll over and do tricks. It was very upsetting. Yeah, it really was. Like, what are their names? <laughs> one, two, three, four, and five. The little one is seven. <laughs> Like, Jesus. Holy crap. Anyways. So now the screen switches to the next day where Richard is waking up on the veranda of the hotel because he can't check he in. Slept, that was, okay, this was another thing where I was like, no, absolutely not. No way do you, like, take a nappy on the porch in a super fancy hotel. Like, someone would have removed you. Even in the 1910s, like somebody would have because come Because it doesn't look good. Like I would have asked you where your room is or if you would have been removed. You would have been removed. Where I was under the opinion of because of, of one, how big the hotel is. Two, there's so many people and that are dressed in the correct. All he had to do was if he was approached at all saying, I'm taking air. I didn't feel well here. Or yes, blah, 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 blah. That I'm not sure they would have said it unless it continued on. So if he had done it two nights in a row, yeah, that he maybe. I think. I yeah. mean, we can give maybe. him a pass for it. Yeah. But when I saw that, just speaking from, I was like, "That's why." No, I mean, I don't because that hotel, lot armor armor that hotel is huge. I mean, we're, we're talking, you know, four or five of a hotel that's massive. local. So you don't really know how many or who's, you know, necessarily there. It's true. And they were all wrapped and up with this, like, big deal play that was coming in. So, Right. So, the, the like, the, there is some flexibility there. Or at least I always felt there was. I'm willing to um, give it. It was just something so he, that I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. One night, I think you're, I think you're definitely right where, like, if. We had tried to insert another night of him doing stuff like that in the movie and not checked in, then it would. They would have cut on really quick. Yeah. And um, he had had some. And I'm sad I skipped over this because when, when he does, right after he runs out of the room on the guy, before he gets down there, it shows him going through the um, the main lobby and all the people that are there, and he keeps bumping into a young Arthur. It is baby Arthur. You know, and, and his and his ball and you know. Oh, am I the only one that heard the sound of that ball? No, I heard it. Oh God! Once you hear the sound of one of those balls, you can never. Sound. The red rubber ball. Yep. Gym class fast. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. exactly what it did. Yeah. Like, oh that's no, don't fall. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> All I could think of in Cat, you'll understand, was. God damn it, you went away again. She did. Why? I don't understand. Okay, say it, say it again. I stopped you because I wanted to hear this. P.E. P.E. in the winter at Burke Town. Dude. Dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. Flashbacks. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm gonna go curl up in a closet and cry now. And there is another little tidbit too that during the beginning, somewhere in there, and Arthur, he, he right after he gets the tip initially from from Richard at the beginning, um, 
he says, see you around, Arthur. And he's like, do I, have we ever met? And, you know, that's, and, and that's because of, of the scenes back in 1912 where he says, see you around, Arthur. And it yeah, imprints and on it's the kids. Because so they have remembers. met. And Arthur remembered him. Right. But, right. Richard doesn't realize they've met. Right. Arthur remembers. But, but, but Arthur was. He, right. he, yeah. So it's it's just one I of those. I thought that was really tidbits. fun with the yeah. specifically with the sea around Arthur and like making the point to yeah. return yeah. the ball to him. So they had this like this really prevalent moment that to a kid would have been very cool precious. And I was like, oh, yeah. an unusual for an adult of the time yeah. frame. Yeah. Yeah. So now that he's woken up this morning, instead of going and getting his room yet, because that's still not for a couple hours, it's like 6 a.m., he decides that he's going to go back to Elisa McKenna's room and be annoying Dude, and cry I'm so again. glad you said be annoying, because I would have been more enraged. Luckily, she seems kind yeah. of irritated. So, like, he knocks on her door. She answers it like she's full nightgown, but she's clearly uncomfortable answering it in a nightgown. And then she... He's very pushy again. Yeah, he's like, let's hang out. And he's she's very, like, very pushy. I don't. He's like, let's get breakfast. And she's like, what the fuck, dude? It's 6 a.m. He was he was like, I was hoping you would go get breakfast. And she's like, it's 6 a.m. And he's like, um, let's go later. get lunch. It's like, and I she's don't like, eat I can't. on play day. And she keeps, she keeps rebuffing every idea. And he was like, well, how about a walk then? Dude, I was and slamming it, my head and, like, off I guess it's by almost... the end of that. I was like, leave this woman alone. What are you doing? Although, yeah, so in my line of work where I'm a salesman, um, one of the things that, that I used that I learned back from the evil place that must <laughs> not be named, um, that you have to ask somebody something five times to get a yes. So he truly acts like a freaking salesman. And he's trying to do it. He's trying to be cute about it, which does finally come off as that at the end. Like, or she just well, lets it in. I think that's in. why I got mad. She finally... I, I know they're trying to play this as like, this is a, look how much he cares about. He's willing to be turned down over and over again. Look how charming this is. But in, in my, for me watching this, yeah, I was like, why are you just not? Oh my God, this is harassment. This is pressure sales, sir. <laughs> the unique thing about this is that she Offering. would have come from a time frame where none of that was normal. And she would have had no instruction, even growing up, on how to rebuff stuff like that, especially in a world where guys control well, everything. In a world where women are polite. So, you, know, you politely give a reason right. why you don't want to go. Or, but she did. And she kept doing that. He and he keeps rebuffing it. it. And finally and finally she decides I, I think she shuts the door and then she was I think she really just let the difference affect her because she probably thought, you know, no other guy has ever done this. You know, maybe I should give him well, the time of day. I, type scenario. And then she kind of plays yeah, back. Because she opens the door, slams it, opens it, slams it, opens it, slams it, which I thought, I thought was, was quite hilarious. funny, too. Because it was, like, total rejection, but then she's like, walk, slams the door, opens it again, 12 o'clock, slams the door, and it was like, that's adorable. <laughs> so, like, right there, you're seeing that she's open to the idea of something different, but... 
and I'm still not so sure that he's in it more for the romance part, more for the for the information part, more for his story. I, you really don't know where his angle is. You just know he has a lot to gain from it. I would argue that he is a little bit of an entitled narcissist with delusions of grandeur who happens to be a playwright, and she is a beautiful actress with all this mystique and he's like oh this is the answer this is the one this is the perfect situation whatever it may be by the way he's not thinking with yeah well he is but um you're all welcome we'll be here all week anyway So he then goes and he checks into his hotel room, which startles the guy the shit the out of because he'd seen him the day before. He does. Totally horrified. And he, you, you almost see him think, "God, why hasn't somebody noticed him?" Outside? There is almost a sense of like, <laughs> should I let this person check in? Like it's almost like he's considering being like security. <laughs> And yeah, he has such this angst. Uh, Richard has this angst about being exactly the way he read it in the book. Like, I don't know why he's so touchy because he's obviously there. He's not somebody, he clearly has to be in control at all times. He just cannot yeah. relinquish that, even with simple, something as simple as Yeah, because it like he had to be the one to write the time and the person literally. Because normally I've seen those signature books before, but usually you just put in like your name and then the clerk desk does whatever Mm -hmm. they want to do with it they date it and put a number next to your thing or whatever (laughs) he wanted to do he was going to do the whole thing (laughs) damn dude he absolutely was because he needed to make sure and then he he panicked when they were going to give him the wrong room which was promised to another guest so and he stops that problem before it starts. He almost has a whole ass meltdown <laughs> when he sees that room number. He does. Right. Like, Which I'm is like, stupid. Like, I, the, he clearly has control issues. Through the entire film, he has control He's issues. He's got a personality defect, for sure. Like, from an out. Like, yeah. And it's not fair for this poor woman, because she literally knows him over 48 hours. Like, she doesn't have enough time to watch. We get to watch this weird control freak behavior right. unfold. But in that 48 hours, she gets to see a different version of a human than That's she's true, ever and seen she's before. under the thumb of someone who looks at her as a money pit, so... And she might think, one, that it's super refreshing, and two, she might just fall for the quirkiness without even, like, I I mean, clearly this woman's never had relations before Clearly she's not allowed to. Well, we're not there yet. Like, damn. Right. But, 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 But you see what I mean? Like, there's a lot of reasons that would allow her to be, and once again, the, the acting community were always considered very strange. That's the way they're described sure. in a lot of books. You know, um, so they're not the upper class that are snobs that wouldn't have given him the time of day. If anything, it makes her more susceptible because of how much they probably would have allowed. Right. I mean, look at the crazy lady with the inner underwear, basically, who was like, ha ha ha, you're <laughs> <uncomfortable."> <laughs> <She was amazing. laughs> right. yeah. 
like out of all of them, Elise is, seems to be the one that's very, very m- much more on the shy yeah, side. Yeah, well, she was picked yeah. up by a uh, basically Britney's dad when she was a teenager. So, kind of. Like, yeah, I don't, that yeah, dude's story, actually. like their side story, really freaked me out. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I don't. I would have left with all. a crazy man There's too because off. that dude is dangerous. That's why I was by the end of this movie, I was like, this is a horror. That's all bad. <laughs> so now he goes and he meets up with her or at noon as she said and her manager is watching them Dude, he is He's such a he is heavily like supervising them. them and she's clearly it's... she's clearly trying to avoid him and sneaking out and she still hasn't then they get the idea to, to what appears to be to steal a horse and carry. they totally do just like take this shit <laughs> and they do return it later they they do the the miz theory yeah <laughs> and of course he has no hopes in following them once there and that's when they can actually go and they can talk and, yeah, and, they, and visit and they have like a really good afternoon right and it does look like they actually have fun um you know they stroll through like uh, this park area, and you know there, there's people painting because it's the beach, and you know, um, you know they go up to a lighthouse and sit on the rocks and kind of visit it for a while. They go for a boat ride. It is, but um, it looks like they get something to eat at some either point. Either of you noticed, yeah. and maybe I just noticed because I, so like I'm a Karen all over this moment. It was a gorgeous moment, but through this moment, if you watch. Her mouth doesn't move in conversation, and he talks the whole time. She nods on occasion and smiles very pretty. I did not notice that. She, she does talk about his watch, though. Oh, she does compliment the watch. You are right. Is that in that conversation? It does compliment Yeah, it is in that watch. conversation. You're right. Oh, yeah. yeah. This, is where we, yeah this is where Richard and I had the conversation. You cut out. Yeah, you're gone again. Stand. What if you unplug your your speaker and or plug it mic. back in? It's not my speaker though; it's my microphone. Can you yeah. do that though? Do you think there's a short in it? Can Maybe. can you um? Yeah, I'll check it in a second. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was. What I said was, this is where you and I, I had. Think, a I mean... It's gone again. What the fuck? You're not oh, allowed to talk for yeah. more than like three or four seconds. It seems like before it cuts you out. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm really so Richard, what conversation <laughs> were you guys having about the pocket watch since you're apparently the only half of that duo that's allowed to converse? Um, this is where I believe the conversation started where she was talking about, well, she gave him the pocket watch and it's like one of the things that drives me crazy is that this pocket watch has no end or no beginning. I think that's the point of it. I know, but yeah. it's but it's this whole it's it's a time loop. Like nobody could make the watch. The watch can't exist, but the watch does exist, and it kind of drives you mad. But we were talking about that. That is the conversation you were referring to, right? Yes. Well, that's interesting because yeah, I, I thought, thought a similar right. thing we- about. The watch, like some right.
from I'll have to rewatch it. Maybe I was getting cynical, guys- but like there was I do remember a lot of the scene, at least on their first big day out where I was like maybe I thought back to it because the next time they have the conversation I was talking about, I was like, Well, you were allowed to just word vomit all over her. She only asked you three so questions. Fair. What is hard for you to answer three questions? How did you write a play? Now they did talk about his his melody because he's humming the melody and she says it's pretty and where does it come from? And he tells her it's it's one of his favorite pieces of music. And oh yeah, I made a he, note um, about how uh, in the day when yeah. you just fucking lie to people and they couldn't do shit about it. And she says she hadn't heard that one yet. Well, it doesn't get yeah. written for another five years. So, yeah, that's why she hasn't heard it yet. Um, I, I, so, like, there, there is conversation. I'm, I'm Maybe you zoned out upon that. Well, or I might have just decided at some point that it was very one-sided, it seemed like to me. And then at the lighthouse, he they had that conversation where he asked her. He was like, um, wh- "What did you mean by saying is it you?" And she goes in to reveal that her manager had predicted that she would meet a man who would change her life and that she should be afraid. And he asked her if that, you know, if if that man. No, was, this conversation know, freaked me out blah, 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 too because yeah. he was like, "Oh, don't be afraid of being like again." She was not nearly as concerned right. as she should have been with his behavior. Maybe that's what I was distracted with in that moment where I was just like, this is in real life. This is just there. Ser- he is a serial killer. This is a person who's going to murder you. <laughs> We're going to end up in a basement as a sex slave. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That was wow. a hard left. Anyway, I will, I will renege on my comment a little bit, but I still feel it was very one-sided. And then the conversations they did have, were uh, terrifying, in my opinion. <laughs> so then they go back to her room, and he goes to kiss her, and she... This me made too. me uncomfortable. She, like, she wanted... like Me too. Like, honestly, she... She, she was like... She, first she says something about, like, oh my god, this, this is going to happen, or something. And then she didn't know how to react, and then she does. Re- it's 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 super strange. Obviously, the woman has no experience in this at yeah, all. Yeah, and you do get an actual show out of her at one point, and he 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 goes forward anyway. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm out. I'm out. I don't like him anymore. Uh uh-uh. uh This is a standard that was ex- acceptable oh, a couple years ago. A, a couple more than a couple years ago, but is not acceptable now. And I am uncomfortable and angry. In nineteen twelve, it was acceptable. Even in the seventies, if you truly understand that it's a period piece, oh, absolutely. So, understanding it's a period piece, it really has no room for today's anger. Like I said, it is a problem. I mean, I said I was going to vomit all over it. This is what I do. I think it it has everything has room for my anger. First of all, Richard. <laughs> but you, you know what I mean. It's, it's like, like that's a personal response to something yeah. that is. It doesn't make sense to be angry at it because it wouldn't have been made in a time where we were having that conversation yet. Right. Oh, absolutely. Right. I, I, was I, still angry like, I agree. I understand. So. It, it, 
Yeah, no, and I understand it's a period piece, but like yikes. But also, one yeah. of one, I think one of the most disappointing things about today's society, though, is that a lot of things do happen as you know you go out on a date and you know you lean in and you go for a kiss, and now you don't have those moments anymore because now it's oh no you Just have to agree. ask first 60, oh my god so you know like so to so to me it's very over the top and i know that that's probably like there's definite room for the rules and why they exist but there is there is no gray area anymore and there should be well i also don't think and maybe this is just my opinion, but people don't go out on dates anymore without expecting somebody to put out at the end. Oh, that's probably I think fair. it depends on where your circle and that's is. Sad. But it's like, I have, I have been, I, like, I do think you could, it's, I don't think it's, as, I do, I have to say, I disagree that it's as bad as like, oh, you have to blatantly be like, can I kiss you? You don't have to. 60-40 rule. Lean in 60%. They'll kiss you back if they want to. Don't hang out there for too long. Uh, for too long. Because clearly you've been turned down. <laughs> if it's like more than five seconds. But there is also, I think there is a communication disconnect. Like everybody's trying to have these conversations, but no one actually has them in the situation. Like online dating you might end up with someone who absolutely accept, expects you to get naked. My, I have a friend at work who's going through this right now. Um, they're very new to the dating pool and they are experiencing the like, oh no, I called you over so you could be naked for me. Did you not understand that kind of situation? Um, wow. That's kind of why I, that's honestly yeah. why I don't get back into the dating pool because everybody expects you to get naked and I don't want they, it is. He's gone again. God damn! I'm just basically the dating it. pool is I'm full done. of pee. I mean, <laughs> and I would like totally agree with that sense. Like, it's, I think it's hard. It would probably be hard. I don't know that I would want to date in today's situation. I don't. It seems complicated. It is at the very least, but it's I stupid. I also see I more like different relationships now than I ever have before, and I do appreciate that. Yeah, but it's it's still a struggle to try to find those relationships. As coming from a place of somebody that is looking for very particular relationships. Well, and I think that's one of the, if you're one of the people who's not willing, who's not going to make comp. Like, okay, so this dude wouldn't work for me because I'm not willing to compromise. If I say no and you kiss me anyway, you might get stabbed. But she was willing to compromise, so... Different strokes for different folks. That's fair. I guess. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. That's my final. Yep, Judge, that's my final. Uh. I'm just not willing to get naked, and a lot of people accept that. I think your identity is a, is a pretty um, niche crowd right now, though. People aren't very used to that. I don't know. She just crushed me now that I know I'm never going to see her naked. <laughs> Richard, I'm not for you, though. water all over my computer. Richard! <laughs> <laughs> if it helps, I've seen them naked, so. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, you have. But 
Yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> that was super fun. Long I'm sorry. If we haven't, but I'm sorry. That shop is probably yeah. pretty closed now. <laughs> that, that, that was a, a lot of a, a, that was a one-time thing a two-time no, no, thing so i don't, I don't remember know how many times but the point is no more times the point is the next morning we woke up looked at each other because we ended up in the we ended up in my bed um yep um looked at each other the next morning and we're like why are we <laughs> where do you think she said uh, yeah the word that she was said. a good night they said yes anyway <laughs> it was exciting. It was. Yeah. It was and then your siblings had the audacity to come over and be like, I have a headache when we both had like the biggest hangover. Oh, yeah. Was that the night that we yes. drank the freezer yes, it vodka? Was, it was one of my yes. top worst decisions. Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> Anyways. So, anyway, back to the scene with the terrible kids. She gets out of it, sort of, because Dude walks in. Nightmare walks in. He he knocks on the door. She pulls she pulls himself away, straightens her hair, um, and I you get the sense that she wanted him to do more, even though she kind of said no. But then I don't think I she don't really think she knew, knew what, what she, she wanted. wanted at that point, which is still a no in my opinion, but not in everybody's. But what it did do is because of how she was feeling and how flustered she was, she opens up the door and he says something to her and she finally puts him in his place for the first yeah, time. He does get like all weird and dash yeah, about it and is like, you're not allowed. And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You're confused. I'm an adult. She's like, I am right. an actor. One of your, one of you, one of your employees, not your. Yeah, something about don't try to wipe your, your boots on me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's exactly what it was. Not your doormat. And she, um, yeah, he clearly knows he has definitely hit the wrong area. Uh, Richard excuses himself immediately gone. because he Bye. can see how it's getting. Yeah, he's out. And she calls to him just before that she walks out saying that she will leave him tickets she, at the ticket off booth for him for the tonight's performance. Because she's like, I'm going to leave a ticket in front of Daddy. my manager for you, who clearly... That was a power move, and I was like, you go, girl. Make you that statement. Yep. Get it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what happens when you have a lot of a lot of interesting emotions all kicking up at once that you've never had to deal with and you could just see it all and like i feel like it was a very realistic reaction i do too i bought like the the where this went was very believable to me albeit uncomfortable for me it was very believable i was like no this tracks this makes sense i've seen people do things like this yeah yeah absolutely so that night he goes to attend her play, and I he arrives a little late, which I don't know why. He's an entitled narcissist. I, I don't who think they told us why. Everything runs on his, his world. Yeah, <laughs> he was probably too busy rubbing one off in the past. He'd gotten all hot and bothered. Listen, <laughs> we've all been there. Whatever, judging so that that comes through. But my rant about. Fucking, oh my god, my other, my rants don't come, that does. Uh, yep. 
Damn it. Perfect. No, no. <laughs> Fucking so, Greg. So she's going on, and, and while she's doing the play, you can tell that she was looking for him, but he wasn't there. And he comes in, and he sits down, she glances and realizes happy. it's him. And she suddenly goes off track into the play, and she decides she to rogue. do this whole... She oh, yeah, she and she does this whole speech to kind of talk to him at the same time, explain why she turned him down, didn't turn him down, blah, 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 of how she's kind of feeling it, well, right I'm at that moment. Oh, it's a love it confession. A it's a full-on love confession. Off-the-cuff, off the gorgeous confession that's done kind of within the bounds it, of her of the play she's in still. It's so... Play. It's I what well, Brava, yeah. Standing and Bruce her, her yeah, Bruce her like ability. Yeah. And, and I love I love the I don't know who actress on the supposed to be like her maid or whatever. She I just was great. love She's so she's funny. Like, what the fuck is going on? But she eggs her on too. Like, what kind of man is that? Yeah. She's like down for this. She's like chaos. Hey, yes. And it's yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what we're doing, but, but I want to know more. Do it. And it's really great. Also, like listening to the beginning play, You're like sick. dialogue in the play. I want to. I want this whole play. I would love I to see too. it. That just sounded hilarious. I do too. Yeah. It's a man who wants to be married at all. He's submitted <laughs> to like, his goal. There must oh, be something you like absence. about him. Yes, it's the way, like, the air of <laughs> Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, I know the whole play, yes. I wonder if so, this is going to be, like, so, young Ebenezer Scrooge. So you can see everybody, including Robinson. Robinson's clearly upset because he knows why she's going rogue. The guys down below, I don't know why they're below. Supervisors, but you know, they—they're yeah. the ones who sit there. If you say line, they're the ones who will tell you your line from under the floor. But if you go off script, they can't help you. Right. So they're all having just this breakdown. And then she pulls it together. She she brings it back, ends the scene the way it was appropriate, and then close curtain. It was like oh. <laughs> of course you have the audience clapping and then they want to take her photo and she really doesn't want to she wants to go to see Richard and she was like fine but you need to hurry up and she's sitting down and he's and he's telling her to think of something happy etc and Richard comes around the corner because he's now trying to get out back because she's just confessed her love to him um, and she comes around the corner just as she and she smiles and that's the photo yeah, that well, comes through. I think through. it's really sweet because yeah, they, they do the photo. let the photographer make a point where he's like, yeah, that's good. Well, no, can you think of something happy? Like, she's clearly not really there and a little bummed. And when he walks in, she's like, she gets a very lovely, it's a very Mona Lisa moment. It is, it's, it's yeah. A, it's a it's a nice photo it's of beautiful. her too. Like she yeah. uses that photo a lot. That's yeah, a, it is. It's like, a good way to know photo. Your angles. Oh, damn. And then as and then once again that that really nice um, you know cinematographer brings the outline of the painting just lightly around her so you can tell that that's in, yeah the, in case the, you didn't catch painting, it but it's that that's so good it's so good. 
And it, it does it without hitting you over the head with it or making you feel stupid. It's more like a, and this is why. <laughs> I think it's, it's, for me, it was almost a depiction of like when you imagine, when you suddenly recognize something, you're like, have that not really deja vu moment, but I guess epiphany where you're like, oh, and shit makes sense. And I feel like that's what we were seeing is like. It, it, it gives you that other connection too, like with the watch, like this picture can't exist without yeah, it, both it, of this them. thing exists in their time paradox yeah it's time paradox he calls well, the next sorry. thing yeah so now we skip to the next morning and richard is meeting with robinson because he got an urgent message from him out in the the um the outskirts of the hotel, you know, one of the, I don't want to say it's not the veranda, but they have like along the lawn, they have like little lawn chairs and tables set up and he meets with him because he wants to ask him a bunch of questions Guys, about her. He's such an ass. He so, so, so is, um, he, he wants Richard to leave Elise and he's saying it's for his own good. And, Oh, it's for Elise's own good. He's playing uh, it the, off like uh, you don't realize she could right. be the greatest thing. But it's also like, so I got some serious. Do you guys know the story about Celine Dion mm-hmm. and her manager? I mean, I know that she married him and that he was three times her age, and like she and was thirteen when they met. He also taught her to and, sing and saw that talent and took quote unquote took her under his wing. Then later married her. Right. And it's yeah. not necessarily, like, there's nothing specifically wrong about that, but it is yucky. That's a yucky space. I don't, I don't like yeah. it. And I was getting kind of the same vibe from this guy, because he was like, do you think I'd go through this to groom a wife? How dare you? And I was like, no, you'd go through this to groom bankroll. You get to have credit for everything she right. does, because you're the catalyst of this. You've been chasing men. Maybe it's his place in history. Life. Yeah. 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 And this is just kind of what you do. And I was like, I don't like you, bro. I just found him creepy because I I didn't understand because if it wasn't a romantic interest, you literally have all kinds of theories going on about him. And we really don't get answers to it. I think the closest we get is that he's clearly her manager and he clearly kind of has her in this box of like, he's going to call it protection. And it's a box that he's created, and she's been stupid enough to Don't stay. Don't believe the victims of abuse yeah. are stupid. But yes, yeah, she's been caught in this, I would argue, a trap. Like, if he, what did, what age did they say? She, I think he even says, like, she was 16 or that he's been managing her for a long time. And I'm like, oh, that yeah. is a teenager who scooped up a child and groomed her to be famous, but that's still grooming. Yeah. You've robbed her of choice. And for some reason, they. They all think he's that Richard's only there because he's a playwright, which strangely enough isn't yeah, really the reason point. why he's there. <laughs> and that's no. true. I don't think he ever wanted to use so, her as like once he this was not about like putting her in a play and getting famous off it. I do think he is very much infatuated, if not in love with her. Oh no, no. I, I, it oh, doesn't yeah. yeah, I think it started off as an idea and I think it just went much further, and he yeah. just went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> just all the way. In. Yeah, he went. Yeah. So he tells he tells 
he tells her manager Robinson that he's not backing off and that he intends to stand by her for the rest of her life. And Robinson doesn't like the answer, so as he's departing the table, he has his goons grab him and bind him up and lock him in the table. I feel like there's some hinting that this happens pretty regularly. (laughs) Like, the conversation they have later is like, oh, I would agree. You do this often. She's like, (laughs) what did you do to him? Yeah, yeah. She like she she at this point like the genie's been out let out of the bottle and she stops being nice to Robinson. You go, girl. Yeah, because the more he tries to tell her, he was like, "Well, Richard's left," and she was like, "I don't believe you." And he was like, "Well, we leave in an hour," and she was like, "I'm in love with him. Too bad. I will find him." You know, you you just get that. I was like, yeah. Yeah. And don't try to stop me. Yeah, yeah. Had enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm no, no more your games. So you know, and you can see her doing the search. Like she, she gets the hotel manager to let him into his room. His stuff is still there, but he is not. And when I mean stuff, I mean the razor blade <laughs> that he can't shave with. Because um, he really doesn't have anything oh, his, else. The book was um, left there. That's how she gets she, the book, which wouldn't have been written yet. Oh yeah, yep. So the book exists in this weird time loop too. No, but oh, she gets she the got book it later. out of his luggage. Does it being left behind? No, he. I th- uh, I I I believe it happens in the. Oh, sorry. Like the no, you you scene, might be right. I, I did not take notes, so we'll go with yours because you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, you don't know what she does, but you get the sense that I don't know if she's good. You don't know if she's going to go with the troop or not. You know that there's a time frame. I was frame. sad. I thought it skips to the go, next morning like, where Richard's. This dude just gets Britney. Where Richard wakes Sorry. up tied up in the, in the horse stall and he tries to get loose and, and then he goes and runs and he's trying to find her and he realizes they've already left. And all of it, and you could just oh, see him she's crashing. Going to you know, leave. and for two seconds, I think yeah. I say this in my recording. I might not have posted it, but for two seconds, I think she considers killing herself. She's all packed up and shit, and getting ready to know. leave. And her guy's like, "Are you ready, ma'am?" And she like picks up that shaving blade, and, like looks at it for a minute, yeah, and then puts it back down. And I'm like, "Oh, that was very dark and upsetting for a second. Oh my goodness." Oh, oh yeah. I just, uh, oh, that was, was that, where, that was his room? room. Oh, I didn't. Catch um, that. that was his room. Yeah, that was his room. Like I said, that all that was there was his shaving blade. That she knew that he missed shaving, so it was there in his room. So she oh, knew he see, was still I didn't there. Catch that I entirely she just didn't understand she was why leaving her own room and that was her manager's shit on the desk, and she was just really okay. I'm sorry, no, I projected no. everyone. That's my mistake. My bad. It's fine. Uh, okay. I'm fine. Um. So, so when he wakes up, he's he's very very distraught. Um. Yeah, you know, and he believe like uh, his all of his ideas is everything is just gone because, and I I really think he's just stopping to wonder what he's going to do next. And he goes out to the veranda of the hotel, kind of desperately looking to see if she was out there, and he sits. And then you see the shot where she's comes out of the woods, and I'm assuming she was probably walking down by the yeah, beach doing the same thing. Yeah, that seemed to be her space. That's the direction I think of. that was the same direction. That's the idea I got. 
she like and yeah. she she comes up and she you know his suit helps them stand out because it's at least 10 years old um you know and she sees him and even from a distance she knows and she starts yelling his name and she starts running and then of and course it's beautiful it's a gorgeous then moment. you have and then you have there they immediately jump to the bedroom and they finally have sex for the first time which even that is done really tastefully for a sex scene because you virtually see nothing and they you know even yeah, blowing out the candle the Vaseline you know, it's, 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 it, it's, the, the veil in the way but it's so yeah. i found this scene to be a huge relief because so my i love my husband so much but we have very different tastes in in tv and one of the problems that i have with yeah. media today is not necessarily i don't if you want to work in the sex industry if you want to do all that that's fine but i feel like naked people and really like extreme sex scenes get overused and thrown around a lot and sometimes it leads to like straight up lazy writing like if i wanted to watch a porn i'd just well, yeah. yes. true blood and i would just then i would just write watch a porn i like it's fine i'll just watch porn but there i don't if you have spent enough time for me to be like, what were they talking about before this? Then you have wasted my time. I am annoyed at you now. But I thought this was really well done and it was really pretty. And despite the fact that I was like, run away. It's Ted Bundy. Um, it's very nice. <laughs> but you clearly know that both of them had drank yeah, the Kool-Aid like, at this point And that both of them are yeah. into this. There's yeah. no way that neither one doesn't want this. So, yeah, it's not like she, we don't get a, <laughs> another no. weird, awkward scene of her being like, "Yes, no, maybe, I don't know." Like that would have been upsetting. It's like she finally made yeah, a decision, and, like, and she's just going fine, for jump it. Jump in! Yeah, I mean, he was throwing lots of red flags, but that's like, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, then. <laughs> Either everybody got quiet or everybody's. I just got everybody's quiet. Recorder stopped. I'm oh. talking because it seems like every time I start talking, Craig decides I need to Why stop talking. So sidekick Craig is. Oh, it's Craig's fault. It's Craig. I'm blaming Craig. No. Craig's a douche. Craig. <laughs> <laughs> he is. So now you get into the next. It's actually afternoon at some point. They've spent. Most of the day in the bedroom. Several hours. Yeah, they're eating like fruit and stuff, and, and it looks for, lovely. Chicken, oh yeah, they, why do they have chicken? Because there's a cheese plate next to them. I'm assuming. I'm assuming it so. was room service. Know. Like, like you have to. Like they don't explain the chicken, so you know it's kind of bothered me a little bit. You see her eat, and know. there is a huge chunk of movies in the 2000s where yeah. women just straight weren't filmed eating ever. It was very upsetting. Yeah. Wow. Especially she, after sex, because I don't know about you, but oh, I know dude, I always got yes. Either that or I want, I want a nap. I like wanted a fucking Post cookie and a nap. Delicious. <laughs> and once you actually finally see, like her put down the walls, finally, because you know she always came across with that that very Victorian. You still have to do this and prim and proper and blah 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 blah. And now that she's 
now that she's yeah. finally, finally, you know, gone against everything, she goes all she in. Says, and she you goes will against that marry too. me, won't you? And you really see. Which is amazing. I was yeah, like, holy she shit. She asked this after okay. she. And he stares and she's like, oh God, I thought there was, was a my, wife or something. Been my thought too. And it was like. But think again, think about the time period. She just gave away like the only thing she had, and now if he doesn't marry her, she's considered like a whore. Oh, listen, she's got money, she's well, fine. And I do think yeah, but the, she was an you actress. Know, you know what I'm saying? What I saw was yeah, exactly I like a woman with limited options who had just escaped a shitty situation. This is her option now. She's either all in or super fucked. Right. Um so she, she tells him that the second thing she's going to do for him is to buy his new suit. And, of course, he, well, she says it's the first thing. He's like, well, the first thing you've already joke. done. She's like, all right, the second Big thing, body. then. She does. And he's like, I don't know why everybody hates the suit so much. It is perfectly wonderful. And he's picking it up. He's like, listen, and there's all kinds of little pockets of for change. And he's... He's yeah. and he pulls out change, and there's Oops. a 1979 Benny, and that clearly, was clearly shakes everything up at that point. This is where she gets her right? PTSD from, pretty badly. You, and and once again, the visuals in this scene come through, and it is pretty amazing because you see him. Take a gasp and take it, and he clearly yeah. looks ill and pale. And, oh yeah! And all of a sudden, you see the whole room spin, and you see her just fading away as she's screaming his name. Now, from her point of view, I'm assuming that he literally fades. Like oh, I, you just I picture him fading in and out, oh, that maybe. flickering. And yeah. She sees him, and she sees him flicker out, and all she's left is with his stuff and his time travel book. And she's just, and she just scorched earth, her life. Right. I was so sad for her. I was so exactly. sad for her. And then when I remembered the conversation they had before, where what? the woman was yeah. like, "I don't know, something happened around this time," and then she just became a recluse and gave up everything. And I was like, <gasps> "You forget." There's at this point, the movie has lulled you into forgetting, really, that the old woman started this by saying, "Come back to me." That he yeah. has to leave. So she's left with his pocket watch. It's so sad. Which is terrible. I'm not, even so, I'm not even sure she's left with his time travel book because that was from our time frame. I'm betting you that she oh, discovered maybe. that on his own because in one of the conversations he was having, he mentioned the 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 teacher and the you know the he he'd mentioned the teacher at the college. So there's right. a good chance that she just followed it and oh, and then waited to find the teacher and stuff. yeah. And, and and she found the book when That's he when it got published. That could very well be something that simple. But she had quite a few clues, like, and I'm assuming that because it was in such a short time frame, she could remember most of it, and she well, probably and went and wrote it down. I was going to say, then I imagine she spent herself. her life obsessed with this man that she loved and blew up her life for, and also this, it, he just disappeared. I mean, in fairness, she could have easily glossed over the whole incident. It's not like she had kids. It's not nobody would ever know. We don't you know, know what I mean? if her so we don't really would, know like, what she did with the rest of her life. Something. You, if you were labeled a harlot as a woman in those times, someone came up to that. I don't remember the woman who Johnny Cash married second, 
But she used to, there was a couple horror stories she shared where people used to walk up to her and tell her that because she got divorced, she was a disappointment to God and her fans. Yeah, so it's like, That's when terrible. I think of that, I'm like, oh no, she made permanent decisions. And now he's just gone. Although, you do know, when he was looking at the articles earlier about her life, she did continue acting after 1912. I thought the so woman you know she said she just back stopped after 1912. She said that she stopped being fun, that she stopped having that light, that light. Ear, but she didn't say she oh, stopped acting. I guess it isn't defined that she stopped acting. Right. So still you, you know that she, forever. you know, that that. Oh, she well, she saw him vanish. Well, and they didn't believe eyes. in therapy like, that back then. Enjoy yeah, yeah. your trauma. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. And she wouldn't yeah. have known what caused it or how it happened. Right. All she knew was where he was from, what his favorite piece of music was. Um, one of his college where you know in the name yeah. of his play, like like she knew. Well, she knew about the college yeah. and his play because he explained all that. So, like, so she had tidbits, but obviously she went and searched. None of that existed, or he didn't exist yet. And right. that piece of music didn't come out for a few years. So when it came out, it probably brought it all back PTSD. up. PTSD. Mm-hmm. She was never able to recover. So you. So at that point, you see no more about her, and you only see things from his point of view. As he gets zapped back into the present day, he becomes a man unhinged. (laughs) He tries to go back for starters, and obviously, at this point, you're trying too hard. You know that expression: if 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 you're too closely involved now, you're can't watch water boil. It's just like you're not going to right. Yeah. It is what it is. And then he he doubles over and does more to himself because then he starts, he takes his obsession by going outside and doing the same walks that him and her did on the island. And, you know, and you clearly see him just, he looks terrible at every scene after every scene. There's not like there's a ton, he just gets... More and more pale, more and more secluded. Obviously, like like what I was seeing, I was like, oh, he's starving himself. He's not eating. And then when then then you skip into the scene where they're knocking on his room door and they're coming in, and Arthur's saying that he hasn't been out of the room in seven days, which is why they've now taken the initiative. Which is I have to break into his room. That's a long time not to check on a hotel room. Speaking as someone ran a hotel for a period of time seven days is too long to not do a wellness check of some kind <laughs> like, exactly damn. and you wonder if how much of it if they really knew like they probably didn't notice at first and, and then it's like wow it's been because well, once again that writer, hotel is so huge. every now and then people might have been like oh leave him he's yeah. probably writing leave him alone writers are weird like that Let right <laughs> yeah writers are weird so the, they find him in the Stop chair slumped over, him. and then they decide they're going to bring him over to the bed, which makes sense to try to you know open airways and and here's where you get the the flash of everything it starts to go dark on him, and you you realize that he's actually dying because he gets then has this kind of and you only know he has not a body experience because the camera's angles move up 
and look around the room. It was very Which I thought cool. Was cool. But if you I thought that was like, also cool. In that cool. video, I watched that video back, and if you watch, you can see like some PTSD trigger in my face because there's a point where they did this makeup really well. And at one point I was like, that looks yeah. like a dead person and I don't like it. <laughs> and I was like, no way. No, it's not. But then it was. And it, just my face in that moment is clearly upset and horrified. Mm-hmm. And then the camera, the camera pans up and then it goes straight toward light. And you're like, yep, he see the light. It's happening. And they do all this without telling you what it is. They don't treat you like an idiot. They just let it go. And it goes all the way. And then all of a sudden you see like almost like a flat plane of existence. And he's dressed in his 19, yeah. probably what, 02 clothing. It's not the right year, no matter what and year she's he's in just... clothing. <laughs> and she's in still in the dress him. from the play. I, and they meet up, and you see, and they actually kiss, and then the movie ends. And you have that, they they can't be together until after death. Yeah. And you just get that very sorrowful, sad feeling that was stolen for Titanic when they meet at the clock. Yes, they did uh, rob it. I anyway, screamed at um, the TV and was like, you essentially it. ruined her life. You got to, you, I was so mad. I was so mad. I was so mad. I mean, you know that she lived her life, but you don't know what Dude, quality is, she you lived. Carry in. that forever. He detrimentally. And to be fair, like for a minute, I was making the argument that, like, if he hadn't showed up, she would have been fine. But to be perfectly honest, the other dude who was hovering in her life was fucking awful too. And so. who knows? Him showing up probably fixed her life to an extent because she had no self anything, and now she's now she managed to take that and become, you know, a person instead of an object for people to control. So he may have helped her in some ways. Like, you don't know because you don't have her story. You can hold on to that if you want to. And the story isn't her story. It's really his story. Like, you don't know what happened to her. I mean, it'd be easier knowing, you know? Did she... Well, did you she, hear like, from you people that she's clearly not... You don't know if... She, Uh, if you're you're fun when you're a kid but when you're actually grow up like it's she like didn't you get over it Oops. Craig I had mean, Craig had feelings, and those feelings were you're done. Yeah, I'm. I'm and, not. And, and he just left us. He was like, "Nope, we're done with your crap." 
Apparently he didn't like the fact that we called the manager a jerk. Maybe. Craig is pro-controlling manager. Apparently. Which is weird because I don't feel like I'm very controlling. Always telling him when to come and go. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe I'm not controlling enough. Ooh, Ooh Craig's got Craig. a kink. He's got a kink. Oh, Craig, Craig, I'm not that kind of manager. I mean, we don't know each other like that. Yeah, so. Craig. Craig, we're from two different worlds. I'm, I'm, um, mechanic. You're mechanical, technological. It would never work, would never work Craig. I'm sorry. Sure <laughs> to hear everyone's live breakup with Craig. That was amazing. Uh, okay. I mean, I still want to be work partners, but <laughs> like I still need you. <laughs> that that's all we can be, Craig. Is we're companions. That's it. I'm sorry. There can never be anything else between us. <laughs> Anyways, um, at the going back to the somewhere in time at the end of this film, I um, I definitely feel like it. It like. To me, it, it was a really nicely done romance movie, but with, with the time travel element that is super original, and I thought that was very very cool. Um, the the differences in the book, so that you're aware, because I I wanted to see what the what the differences are specific. Um, it's been a long time since I read the I read the book when I was fifteen. So it's been a long time since I read this book. Um, He travels from 1971 to 1896. Stayed in the Hotel Del Coronado instead of the Grand Hotel. Um, The book has Richard dying from a brain tumor. And you you don't know if it in the in the book it gives you the sense that that whole time traveling experiment may merely have been hallucinations from the tumor. Oh, interesting. I mean, yeah. that, that makes brings a the lot of sense. I was going to say, that just perpetuates, like, really fascinating conversation, though. Yeah, it does. Um, the, the scene where the woman gives Richard the pocket watch does not exist in the book. Um, <laughs> oh. In the book, there are two psychics who anticipate Richard's appearance. And to Elise, not not William Fawcett Robinson. And Richard's death is brought about by his tumor, not by heartbreak. And huh. in the film, yeah. and also she, when he returns to his own time, she is asleep in bed and never witnesses it. Well, it's far less traumatizing on her end. I think he was really going for the Twilight Zone feel, though. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, I kind of like that for the film for the film adaptation. Like I, I appreciated that too. Yeah, and it could have been just simply that he wanted to use current technology to do it. Yep, but he um he he definitely had something. Um, it's also the film is recognized by the American Film Institution on the AFI's 100 Years 100 Passions. And it is on the AFI's 100 Years of Film Scores. Nice. Yep. John Barry did the film scoring, and he was he's a friend of Jane Seymour. She suggested him for it. Oh, nice. He also did um, the 
the soundtracks for Raise the Titanic, High Road to China, and Body Heat. <laughs> oh. Oh, interesting. So, there's some other... Fun facts with Richard. Yeah, right. With Richard. There is an international network of somewhere in time enthusiasts as the official fan club. It was formed in 1990. And they continue to meet regularly in the month of October at the Grand Hotel when Very the cool. Grand Hotel hosts somewhere in time weekends. They also do screenings of the film and panel discussions with the film participants, crew, and a costume ball of members dressed in Edwardian attire. Oh, that's, oh cool. That's fun. Yeah, I love that. That's cool. Uh, yeah, the, the film was also listed as an example of popular culture time travel in the blockbuster film Avengers Endgame. Really? Oh, shit. That's Which a cool... Super cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool little nugget. Yeah, that is a cool little nugget. Huh. It has been compared to another film called The Two Worlds of Jenny Logan, which is funny because that's on my list of movies to see. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So there's there's some more little tidbits. Very cool. So at good. the end, I take it as a romantic film. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I apparently so does the so, so does the uh, American film <laughs> do. Okay. So, um, <laughs> that's cool. That can be wrong. <laughs> so I, I view it as a really nice. Um, if for lack of better terms, get laid flick. When after the movie is done, you will probably have your other half jumping into your arms to have sex because it just stirs up a lot of emotion, especially the first time through. And when you're not looking at it from you know, because we t- we look at the movies to kind of tear them apart and and find little details. Where if you're watching the movie just to watch, um. It really is kind of one of those get laid flicks, so it's kind of perfect for like Valentine's Day. It is a like I I will I have to admit it's that's why I kind of opened with like I don't not like this movie. I like this movie. I think it was really cool concept and it was very pleasing to watch. It was shot beautifully. The costuming was beautiful and a lot of fun, and the characters were good. It was it was that's the things I like vomited all over were my, were my things. And like you said, that's what the whole reason, like um, I collected Keller and got into this podcast idea was solely for the purpose of nitpicking at movies. We even like. Absolutely. And I can can agree too, because even nitpicking and seeing what I don't like about, I, I nitpick a Titanic a lot, and I love the movie. Would I think so, the breakthrough we had you had about the Titanic thing? Because I don't, I've never really had an issue with the Titanic until you brought up like this movie in comparison, and I was like, oh. And this movie, like, he stole a lot more than I had even realized from the film. So, like, I'm I'm just surprised. Like, James like, Cameron must like the movie. <laughs> I guess so, because also beautifully shot. Also spent a money, a bunch of money on kind of the centerpiece of the movie, as opposed to yeah, other absolutely. <laughs> and the movie has quite the cult following. So you know, there there is lots of reasons to watch it. There are. I would definitely, definitely some uncomfortable reasons as well. That kiss like, is torture. It's oh, torture. It's the most uncomfortable oh. five minutes you'll ever and go Ro- through. And Robinson is a 
creepy fuck. He's yeah, creepy. dude is a nightmare, man. He's terrifying. So the, like, there's those things. Um, but I think like it did exactly what it set out to do, and it did it well. And I would definitely suggest this to someone or watch it again, probably. So thank you. For it's weird me. too. The director is Jeanette Swart, who wrote Supergirl. <laughs> directed Supergirl, and Supergirl is uh, terrible. So I never terrible. watched Supergirl, so I don't have that compared. I, I was a kid. I loved the movie. I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't. But it is a bad movie with millions of things that you have to forgive to get through it. <laughs> you have to have an attachment to it. Well, and that's the thing. Like That's the fun thing to find out is like, what do you forgive in this movie and why? What do uh, you, you know... Exactly. Compare and contrast. And, it's fascinating. And I did. I know it's a lot. I love that movie. I, I love, love that movie. Sucker Punch. So much fun. We'll do it sometime. And yeah. I think that this movie is very problematic in the modern age. Like, yeah. I'm, but. Oh, yeah. if the Gen Zers got this, they would lose their minds. Oh, yeah, they would. I mean, the, the, the the, anybody things. who. Like, this is more, this, and what I really like about this movie is it has that grand feel of an old cinema classic. Yeah. Like, it is it very, like, 30s and 40s. Yeah. It does. Um, And that's, you know, that's part of its charm, I think. But yeah, nowadays, no, there's lots of problems. Dude, that kiss would light the internet ablaze. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I would. Holy oh, the crap. littles would lose their shit. <laughs> so funny. I just sat there uncomfortable and angry and was like, I'm a, I'm a Robert bout to catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, too, because you you flip-flop because you, the, yeah, there are characters like, like, yes, Christopher Reeve's character is kind of an ass, but then you have Robinson's character, which is even worse. Like, yeah, like there's not a good well, and I think that was my bouncing was because I was like, there's no good option for her. Right? All bad. Actually, all bad. the perfect option for her is what happened. Richard goes away, and Robinson goes away, and she, she gets to have her, her own life. Her life. She gets yeah. to have her own life. Yes, that's that's the perfect that option. That is the right? best case scenario for sure. Which is right. what happens. I think you and, argue that's what happens. I feel like she was a depressed shell of a human being, and that's what everyone suggested. But that's just how I took it because of my rage for the movie. Like, again, different different perspectives and different um, emotional training in our lives. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this was fun to do, though. Keller, you have any final thoughts? Would you marry I, either of these men? You probably would marry would. Men by now, but I would. Well, I would consider the right guy if he didn't want to do the the nakeds. But that's that's a whole other conversation for another day. Um, I would be the first person to say I consider Jane Seymour. I know I do have some final thoughts that we haven't touched on yet, and that's the watch. Um, oh. From and I and I swear to God, Craig, if you cut me out, we're breaking up for good. Um, it will go to another platform. From <laughs> um, from a writer's point of view, the concept of the watch, I am super upset and super jealous. I didn't think of it. 
because the time paradox revolving around the watch is is super incredible and super super amazing and i hate the fact that i didn't think of it <laughs> that's how you know it was a, like an excellent from, point in the story yeah. though from a reader watcher point of view i hate it <laughs> it doesn't make sense and i fucking hate it <laughs> i enjoyed the watch time paradox yeah no i i i do i like it but i fucking hate it <laughs> but it should have been mine damn it yeah. i'm happy for you fuck yep no it's it's awesome but it it, it doesn't make sense how can it exist when it has no when it exists only in this loop Right, it exists only because they pass it back and and from a reader watcher point of view that 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 doesn't make sense. It doesn't have a start, and that that logically it's the time loop can't exist. Yeah, it can't logically exist. Like I said, from writer, it's that's an amazing concept. But from reader watcher, there's no start point, and that's like, not logical. where did it come from though? Hey Richard, exactly. do we have an appraisal on that watch? That's not logical, and I don't like it. <laughs> um, the actual piece? No. no? <laughs> I would have to actually Not research in... it further. I was looking one up on eBay because I really wanted to own one, and that's how I know that they were that they were selling for like two to three grand. Wow! I don't, I don't know how eBay much. Two to three grand. You can only I like I can only imagine what they'd be if you had one. I imagine you have to have one made for you if you're gonna buy it new. Probably. Um, um, I did cool. just learn something very interesting, though, though. Um, Elise McKenna's character, Richard Matheson, chose to, to to rewrite her, basing her on an actress named Maude Adams. Oh, really? Who, who Maude a Ewing Adams Kixton in Salt Lake City, Utah, born on November 11th, 1872. Her manager, Charles Froman, bases for William Fawcett Robinson, was very protective of her, but he died on the RMS Lusitania on May 7th, 1915. Huh. So, that's super interesting to know that there was somebody out there with her own version of this guy. Uh, yeah, she had a real life. Yeah. I imagine it actually happens more than we think in that yeah. world. Um, if, if we've learned anything from the Britney Spears incident, apparently this is a problem. That seems to pop up with young people who are clocked as being very talented, very young. Yeah. And, and it also says um, here that although the film was well-received during its previews, um, it was it, it underperformed at the box office. Um, Jane Seymour said it was just a little movie. The Blues Brother came out at the same, same week. Uh, and somewhere in time was a $4 million budget, so Universal didn't really support it. She's like, there was also an actor strike, so Chris Reeve and I weren't allowed to publicize it, and they barely put it out because I don't think anyone really believed in it. Aww, oh, that's saddening. Yeah, that's a so lot working again. Better, but it had it had like right. It was just uh, it was just a a problem release. Yeah, wrong right place, wrong time. I was just going to yeah. make a time joke, too, and I was like, should I not? Is that inappropriate? They, right. um, I know they parodied it on an entire episode of American Dad. Oh, did they? I'm sure. 
Yeah, the whole movie. Yep. I'll have to go through and find that episode. I'd love to watch that. I love watching those TV shows. One of my friends pointed out to me that's how I saw it. Well, that's super interesting. I'm sure I've seen it and just didn't consider it at the time. So I'll definitely look back through. That would be fun to do. Okay, guys. Well, I guess that that's all the final. Yeah, we did. Next week week is our talk week. Do we have any idea of a subject matter? We're going to be the 13th, February 13th. Although we did kind of already go through. We did our Valentine's Day topic. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Do we have another Valentine's Day thing, or are we just going to skip right into something completely Maybe different? We, we could do TV stuff, but or we could just do our favorite romance movies. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there no, are lots of romance movies that are not could. Valentine. That's do true. I have a romance movie somewhere that I could pull out of my ass? And- um... Yeah, we could do our personal favorite romance movies and talk about, compare and contrast them. It doesn't necessarily, it doesn't even necessarily have to be a a true romance. It could be somebody that's in love with their car. Oh, that just opened opportunities. That's what I was trying. You say, can we adjust it to love? Because find it. And everything that Mrs. Bigsby does for her family throughout that movie. Oh, there you go. That's true. You know? Which, which movie? The Secret of Nim. Oh, The Secret of oh, That's such a good movie. Yeah, and well, like everything that Mrs. Bigsby like, does. Although that, that feels like that a Mother's movie. Day movie. Yeah, that could be fit as a Mother's true. Day movie too, but like, just love is like, maybe love is like a concept? That's true. We could do Why not? I am flexible with the, the definition of love that's fine i'm for that exactly why not way, i can find much more things to, to fit into my category of movies that i could participate okay i think that that's i think that's fair and i know okay. i have dozens of romance movies i like so i'm so i can't wait to see richard's personal list but i'm gonna say i yeah. suggest you should keep I it did. like 15 and below yeah richard your your limit is 15 romance movies <laughs> That's fair. I will say Somewhere in Time is one of the top, which you've already seen. We've now discussed that. Although I, I'm I'm looking at my, my movie that I can see right here, and I already see Willow and Howl's Moon Castles. Oh, there and you Ponyo. go. Ponyo. So there's Ponyo three of them right there. that I story for sure. You know, hang on, guys. Here's another concept. We could do it with movies we absolutely love, that we love. Oh, I like that though. I think that's. I do too. Yeah, because then there's the Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. (laughs) And I could talk about my favorite movie again. No, no, no! Movies about love that we love. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be about love. It's just movies we love. Nightmare Before Christmas would qualify on two points. It does. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. Movies about love that we love because that would bring in. Because if you think about it, there's there's a love story in the Nightmare. Absolutely. Anya that, has a love story. Howl's Moving Castle has a love story. It, like, but of course, that goes back to our original romance. There we go. It's not full romance because you say romance to me. I think like the movie we just did, where okay. the story is centered around the love story. 
Yeah, well, I don't consider it a nightmare before. But it does have that underlying love story. I was going to say, that's a, that's a, that their love story is a pretty big center part of that movie. Right, but it's, yeah, I, think, I think it's a lot different than like Corpse Bride, which I would like a love story. I love that movie. I, yeah. I just love Tim Burton. I, we <laughs> yeah, just love true. Tim Burton. That's more of like a love story, I feel. Right. Maybe, you know, maybe I need to think. Maybe I just need to go through my Tim. I mean, we'll just go. We'll all come back with our favorite movies that we love about love in some form or another. Yeah, right. that's good. We'll figure it's it out. Fun. It'll be fun. Yeah. And then I'm, I actually have. So I also have my, my next movie choice. And it's not going to be a love story. Sorry, Richard. Okay. Okay. Um, what's your next one? But I want Keller to help me choose. And the way, Keller, are you ready? What? The way I'm going to no. have you do this. No. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, no. Um, so Robert Downey Jr. or Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, God. You know I love RDJ. I know. <laughs> and I love Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> For different reasons. I do, but I'm going to have to go with RDJ. Okay, we're watching Sherlock Holmes. Yes. I love that movie. We are gonna. What was, the, what was the Samuel Jackson movie though? What was this at Room fourteen oh eight? We were gonna do a hotel movie. That's a good that movie is. too. Okay, put that one on the back burner. But I am so down for Sherlock Holmes. We're doing Sherlock Holmes, the first one. There is two of them. Yep. And there's a third one coming. Oh, oh I can't wait. I just got really happy. Okay. Party Sherlock Holmes. I love him so much. He's so good. I love him. Like I, I have been a huge RDJ fan. Like I know people are like, "Oh, you can't be, you can't like him." I'm like, no, you can never black blacklist him for me. I will love him forever. I don't care. They, you could blacklist him every day of the week, and I'll always be like, "Yeah, but RDJ." Right? right? I will still pay a ticket to go see that movie, and you cannot stop yes, me. I will. <laughs> yep. Like people are gonna be like, "Iron Man was so bad because RDJ." I'm like. Okay, I'm I'm going. How dare you? He's <laughs> wonderful. Yep. <laughs> awesome. I'm super excited now. Okay. Yay. So movies about love, movies about love next week, yes. and then after that, I'm excited. And then Sherlock Holmes, which is kind of a bromance because they have a wonderful relationship, and it, actually, no, it's like super psychologically abusive because he's a crazy person, but it's still so great. They love each other. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. It's a movie about love it's in a, a weird movie way. About it, well, put it this way: the 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 entire um, Arthur Conan Doyle estate was very upset because you could definitely clearly tell that the two had a sexual relationship. I mean, oh, it is a little bit gay baiting. Yeah, um, I mean that's not wrong. We're going to talk about it like they were, and like Watson went and got <laughs> married out from under him. <gasps> that movie just became way more fun. Okay. Uh, I am totally going to watch it as if they are having the same sex. Well, and that makes now. the I second movie basically like a breakup. Do it. Oh. Okay. 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 Yep, Anyways. We're good. Love it. Awesome. Thank you both so much. This is always so fun. Awesome. I love it. I'm super excited for the next couple weeks. Yay. Me too. Yay. Thank you awesome. for introducing this to us. It was good. Yeah. Really fun. Thank you much. This is a good movie. Okay. It is fun. Yes. All right. We are, we are done. We are done. done. We're good. We're done. All right, Craig. Release your yeah. Can we put the feedback on? Yes. Okay.